Before I put everything back. Okay. So, All you freaking ladies around the world gotta wait. That's a weird ass song to start so, off with. I'm sorry. Harold Spinney uh, died. Oh. Um, he's one of the puppeteers from uh, Sesame Street. Um, he died today, age 85. Um, he was actually the puppeteer who did um who created big bird and oscar the grouch big bird is one of the most impressive of the sesame street uh puppets are are they puppets or muppets i've always get those confused they're puppets okay yeah they're they're puppets made by the people who make muppets so that's why they try to make that d that's why they try to make sure that you know that line Yeah. yeah well of the of the Sesame Street puppets, I think Big Bird was one of the most impressive because, you know, Big Bird, actually, they take him out in real life. <laughs> and it's it crazy. It's a nine-foot bird. Yeah, just the it's, sheer size of it is. And it's just the fact that it works and that they're able to, like, I don't know what it looks like, obviously, behind the scenes. It might be, like, five different people manipulating that thing. But it just it's just so seamless to the point where, like, it's – when I see it on like stuff like Billy on the street, for example, it just, it's so seamless that it's like, yo, I believe that there's just an actual big bird there. Yeah. Um, I, I was more, yeah, that's impressive. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> fair. I was, I was more taken aback by the fact that everybody just keeps on saying that he was the puppeteer of big bird and just left Oscar the grouch out in the cold. Like Oscar didn't represent all us niggas on the block. Was he the puppeteer for Oscar as well? Yes. Oscar was that dude. Wait, why? Why is Oscar the nigga? He's the one in the trash can. What's up with that? Because he was the one that everybody like literally like. Just I just I just for me personally, I just liked Oscar. That was that dude to me. The Oscar I remember was a conspiracy theorist that everyone distrusted. Am I the wrong? Oscar I remember was a really nice guy who just didn't want people to fuck with him. Wow, we have two different readings of this. Yeah, because my <laughs> reading of it was when he was alone in his can, him and Wormy would hang out and he'd right. make stories that. and all that kind of stuff. And he was a really nice dude. Mm-hmm. And he'd be nice to people to an extent above ground and then he'd get tired of <laughs> and he'd flip the fuck out and he'd be like leave me alone 
So I remember Oscar has been like this dude who was always like, yeah. And then uh, if, if you notice, like, he's just very, like, I've, I have a very distinct memory of him, like going into some like weird ass conspiracy theory. And maybe I'm blending, it might've been something comedic that happened that I've seen previously. So now it's like blending in my head, but I never liked Oscar as a kid. And it wasn't like, you know, he was the grouch or, and I didn't think he was a nigger, by the way. Uh, I, I never identified him as a nigga. I really did think like Cookie Monster was a nigga. Like no, Cookie Monster's the crackhead. I was about to say Cookie Monster was yeah. the drug addict. Cookie Monster was the nigga. He's, okay, okay, okay. Oh. That's what, <laughs> burn. No, eighties uh, were a rough time. But no, no, no joke. So like as a kid, I really did think Cookie Monster was was the nigga. Like you know, the black was black. It was because he, he was the, he was one of the darkest ones, and he would just flip the fuck out when he saw cookies. And I was like, yeah, that's... That's a crackhead. I know a lot of black people like that. I guess maybe... You and Nikki. You and Nikki are just like hand in hand in that shit. Well, it depends on where you came from. Like, I have family members who got like strung out on crack in the 80s. Yeah, we all got family members who were strung out on crack. And you don't see them making a... But I do want to say this real quick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they did make Cookie Monster. And it did seem like he was made for crackheads. (laughs) <laughs> but you don't see them making the anybody for the, for, for the opioid crisis. The they, got made, a, oh, Elmo. they got a Muppet who's being consoled because her mother is addicted to opioids, but they ain't I, making nobody who's like... I think Elmo they, is... They, they even came out, with a, they came out with an autistic Muppet recently, right? Really? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw the headline. I don't watch this shit. How, like, so my, my fear in that would be... How are they portraying? Like if I, let's say I'm the, the showrunner for that. How how do I do that sensitively? Like how how do I like you research? I guess that's how you do. It. That's gonna be my answer to everything. Like that's the easiest way to go but about even, doing even it. How do you research. do it sensitively? You literally okay. research. You, here's you what I'll hit say. up people who are experts in this in the conversation. You hit up uh, but, okay. Teachers. But I'm saying there's some there's some experiences that are so unique that I don't think. I would be able to render them and that I wouldn't like, okay. Like well, you're not uh, trying th- to hit every situation though. Well, put it like this. Think about the first time that you were called nigger to your face by like a white person. Mm-hmm. I assume everyone here has had that happen, right? Oh, they remember it too. Of course. I live in Virginia. <laughs> right. So like, you know, I've been asking people about this on Twitter and the responses have been wild. Uh, there's one shout out to one person. I, I don't want to say her name because she's 42 is never, she's black has never been called uh, a nigger to her face by a white person. And like, I don't want to say she, where she lives because I'm so worried. Like, it's coming. It's coming. There's going to be a white person who's going to like just see her walking in the street and be like, ah, nigger, and just roll off. It's going to happen. But like, imagine like, all right, so imagine like someone trying to like, as a white person, trying to take that and do anything with that, like write any articles about it and like give that any type of life that experience and, and what that it, what that means for so many different people. Like I wouldn't trust that even research would give them any type of insight into what that means, because honestly, no white person's ever any danger of being called nigger. Yeah. And even if they were, but, the impact would still be wildly different. Yeah. But being called nigger and having an autistic person aren't correct. But I'm just saying like, that's just my I mean example, like I honestly if a white person went looking for how to feel when somebody called when the first time you get called a nigger I don't think they're gonna find that because no 
black person wants to open up truly to a white person about how they made them feel when they were denigrating them. Correct. Um, I'll punch you. That's how I felt. That's like the get the fuck out of my face. That's oh. how I felt. But you're not going to go deep into detail on that. Well, here's but, what's crazy to me. Uh, one person responded to my uh, tweet on uh, Twitter and she had a four month old baby who had already had someone yelled nigger at it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's so young. It's yeah, so not surprising. Yeah. And I mean, the only thing I, I mean, can think of is like. Use black babies as gator bait. It's so oh not surprising. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut I'm you off. I'm shocked they didn't get called Sambo. They, it's so not surprising to me. Like, even yeah. though I'm from the, even though I'm from Cali, we still, I've still historically seen some shit. Yeah, I've been called a spade before. So that right? Was... Keep a spade a spade. Oh, not you. Like, what the fuck? Like, I got called, called a spook once. Oh, man. Old school. Right? I, I don't think I got, I don't think I got too much of that. Like, the closest that someone, someone referred to people like me as colored. That's the worst that's ever happened to me. I got called and, one uh, of outside, the good ones a outside lot. Of, Outside of me, <laughs> that's almost like double insulting, right? <laughs> it's like, oh no, no, you're black, but you know, you're not black enough. You're not black, black. <laughs> got called that too. Not black, black. Oh shit, yo, I've got, I've gotten this, called, I've gotten called white quite a few times because I'm not a stereotypical nigga. This, this you don't legit talk happened. like you're black. You don't act like you're black. You're not black, black because you listen to rock music. All of these things. We've all experienced those things. And I'd never tell a white person how they made me feel. I wouldn't even joke about it. I'd just stare at them like, why the fuck do you want to know? Yo, this is just happened. And like last night. All right. So uh comedian tells this joke where he's like, um, I'm black enough for to be called the N-word, but not black enough to actually say the N-word, which mm. is, you know, funny. Uh so then like is, are they black? Yeah, he is, he is. Okay. And so, like, I th- he's, you know, mixed. So, like, uh, the host, also mixed, was like, ah, he's not the blackest comedian you'll see tonight. Ha-ha, <laughs> jokes. So then this comedian coming up before me, uh, who's from Uganda, uh, the host is like, here's the blackest person you're going to see tonight. And I'm like, the yeah, next dude up, like, what the fuck? Right. Am I wrong to feel some kind of way about that? Like, <laughs> No, not at all. Because <laughs> started- here's the thing. Here's the thing. We all, blackness, in my opinion, has been now metered to be a measure of pride, to be said that you're a black man, like you're, you're black or because it, it, there was always levels to these bevels when we were growing up. There was black, there was Oreo, there was wigger, there was white. And then there was the black kid who was trying to act white. And being you told forgot, that you, you were a black kid trying to act white was one of the most insulting things that you could be told. That's, you that forgot, was also you just forgot, the same thing as Oreo. You forgot oh, two wait. things. What yeah. I forget? You forgot the blue black niggas. Purple and, black. And purple black niggas. And you forgot um, African booty scratchers. You know why I forgot about those ones? Because they were so fucking insulting. And we used to say them all the time. Yeah. And I literally deprogrammed myself from saying them. It's also like... As a woman who's married to a first-generation Gambian, that shit was, like, hurtful as fuck to her. And she specifically singled out that specific phrase as being extremely hurtful to her, that, like, other Black people were hurling at her. And it's it's interesting because, like, like <clears throat> the, the Black experience is uniquely 
different for all of us, but like when it comes to the actual oppression aspects of it, we all experience the same levels of oppression. It's not like, uh, unless you can pass and you lie your, your ass off, you really kind of still get hit with the same oppression we all do. It, it, it might be, you can argue the levels. I'm not here for that, but we all are oppressed, but we'll argue about like our skin color. Or we'll argue about like, well, you, you weren't from here. Like your family's not from here. Like even when I first met my wife, one of the things she said that kind of struck me as odd was she was like, well, uh, my family was never enslaved. We were from the, the same tribe uh, that, that broke out of Amistad. And so I was like, oh, so like, are you trying to project that? Like, because my, my family couldn't fucking fight back. Like something's wrong with me. I was like, my family fucking survived the shit that your family was too fucking chicken shit to come into. If I could want to come from it, from that angle. And we had a whole back and forth about that. How um, many very back early. and forth do y'all have about these things? Because oh, it's fun. <laughs> last episode, I think, or maybe the episode before you flashed on her about the South. Oh yeah, I did. <laughs> like, I meant to ask you about that. What's up, nigga? If Why your wife I... has an opinion about the South, do not flash on her. I'll say this: I can insult my people. You can't insult my people. It's not, not even that. It's, no, it's... you. That she is his people. No, Southern but people. It's, but We're it's, talking about Southern and it's, people, and it's and it's it's something that is like okay. There is a difference between like having lived in it and understanding like what true racism is in the South and like going off of horror stories you've heard from people going off of like movies and and things of like not having experienced. Like I get it. If you go and like, you have like even one day there and someone's just slightly rude to you and you come back and like, yo, fuck the South is mad racist. Fine. I'm not here to question your experience in that case, but if you have zero experience in it, like, yeah, I'm going to check you on how hard you're, like, checking, like, all these motherfucking races up in this motherfucking place. Like, you're talking like it's just motherfucking Klansmen riding up and down the goddamn street burning crosses on every black person's yard. And it's like, yo, you, you got to understand it, it really is not as bad as it is portrayed at to be. And that's really what that was, that whole conversation was about. Except Virginia. I mean. I'm joking. Look, that's a joke. That was look. A joke. It's it's all it's all bad and and it's in everywhere. Like everywhere I go to is never like, oh my god, look, I found a utopia where there's no racism. It's all bad everywhere, but I will say that in the South, it's way more overt. You can talk to a white person. I have had long ass conversations with the white people about like Confederate flags and how like they like you understand how that is hurtful for me, and it's like, look is reminded of slavery and, and like a time when I was very oppressed and reminds me of the fact that like, you know, I'm still kind of oppressed and like, we'll have that whole conversation. And then I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I get it. But I'm still going to fly this flag. So. And Ooh, did I ever have the conversation about the schools I mean, uh, on this you? show? I don't know. Let's, let's, did you? The, the schools with the Confederate names. You might have, uh, you might want to ask for Shawnee. I don't, I don't remember if you did or not, but it sounds I, I familiar. Don't, I don't remember. Right, let's do okay. it anyway. Let's go. Okay. So, okay. So one day, Ooh, one quick question before we start that. Uh-huh. And it's not even like a criticism. It's just, uh, I just, I'm just curious. So like, I've been listening back to shows and like, I just realized, when did we stop like being like, yo, welcome to the dream team. Like, when did we stop doing that? <laughs> like, I've been listening back and we have for long runs. We're just, we're just, yeah. We just decided to just start talking. Did we decide doing it? 
I, I think it just comes Stop. The reason why we stopped doing it is because, because we stopped we doing stop. breaks. I'll tell you, that's exactly why. Oh, because that's I right. Because I used it to bring in music breaks, and we stopped doing music breaks. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's when we made so the jump no to Spotify. There's no need to say this is the dream team um, because there was and no breaks. That's why I don't, because I, I really haven't made it all the way back to the like post-Spot, I mean, pre-Spotify era. Yeah. Well, it had nothing to do with Spotify. It was just. I thought it was. I thought it was like us just no, trying to get our shit cleared. That's we why stopped. We stopped I didn't give music. a fuck about that shit. They we play stopped. our shows now with music on them. I just. We, stopped we felt like it was going too long and that it was played out. I think we made that collective decision. Oh. No, I don't think that was a collective decision. Yeah, that was, be, a, that no, was a decision. No, it started with you stopping. You said that you no longer had it in you to do the samples thing. And then it just tapered off. That's no, I said that about because I was after the shows when we stopped doing music, I was still posting it into the Facebook, mm-hmm. uh, the Facebook page. I stopped. I I didn't I didn't want to keep doing that. Oh yeah, understandable. Like, so, you know. so um, yeah. I and again, think. not again, not a criticism. I was just like curious because I was like actually as I was listening back, it's like oh we have been we've been doing that for a while. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Schools. Yep. Okay. So um, a while ago, I, uh, well, when I moved here, like, mm-hmm. if you go, like, far up the, t- uh, up the street, um, there's a there's a Lee Davis High School. Oh, and, and so, like, I, I just said, you know, that's a, that's, that's unfortunate. And, but, like, my daughter's not here, so I never have to deal with that. Um, one day I decided to go to the Walmart that's close to Lee Davis high school. And I don't know whether there was a game or something like that, uh, Mm -hmm. that day, but there was a lot of people wearing Lee Davis gear and you can clearly see that it was only white people wearing the gear and all of the black people looked really uncomfortable when they was near anyone wearing the gear. What's their mascot? The Confederates. Um, Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I and, knew it. <laughs> um, and apparently, there's a middle school near um, that is called the Rebels, and is also oh, named yeah. their Confederate general. But are now, they rebelling against slavery, or are they? Re- like, I, I, I feel like I mean, it's it's kind of like the Ole Miss thing. Like, I, I you know, know, they're rebelling. They're rebelling for. They're rebelling against uh, <laughs> everything. I guess integration uh, yes. starting in the '60s. I guess. Yeah, no, I get it. Yep. So, so, um, so this is something that happened like months ago for me. Like, well, I'm, of course, when I got here, I noticed the school, but mm-hmm. the, the the Walmart thing happened months ago. Well, m- my coworker, right, um, sixty year old white lady, um, went into this full diatribe because they have they uh, people have tried to get the school's names changed a couple of times, and apparently they were trying to get the school's names changed again. And she was just railing against changing the names of the schools because she was like, oh, it's like, why is this offensive to anyone and all of this other stuff? And like, just leave the damn schools alone and all of this other stuff. And I just didn't say a word. Um, okay. And then her and my other coworker, who is a, uh, who is an older white man, um, who is a, you know, fan of the Washington football team and all this other stuff. Uh, Self-proclaimed redneck, but he's cool as a fan just in personal life, but he still holds on to these things. Uh Um, um, They're having this conversation and I'm just sitting there quiet. And so he turns to me and I go, 
Of course it's offensive. I would never let any, I would, I would not let any child of mine go to either of those schools. Like, why would I want, why would I want my, my child to go to, like, even if it was just the, the school was named Lee Davis High School. All right, fine. Fuck it. But like calling them the Confederates, yep. fuck no, I would never like, let my child go to a fucking school like that. Never in a million years would I think that it's okay for me to send my child to a school with the mascot as the fucking Confederates. Oh, I'll take it a step even further. First of all, my fucking tax dollars go into that bullshit. So like, I'm a black person who's got to goddamn support motherfucking let's rep for goddamn oh, te- slavery. Technically, it's a different city, so technically not. Okay, well, cool. Well, I'm saying if I'm in the if I'm in that school district, like you don't take my money to fucking rep for goddamn slavery. Like, fuck you, bro. Like Absolutely. it's a hundred percent. No, every single time. And the fact that like you have the goddamn gall to be like, well, why do you want to change it? Bitch, you know why we fucking want to change it. I shouldn't have to fucking explain that to you in 2019. And if you still don't fucking understand it, then shut the fuck up, sit the fuck down, change it to any fucking thing else and fucking let's move on. I still don't understand why there's still a goddamn football team name. Like that's a fucking slur. They are I'm still blown by that. The Confederates, like that shit and, is like, fucking and, crazy. And, and in and like it's the typical high, like the gear that they were wearing in Walmart that day. It said Lee Davis Confederates across it. And like I was wondering at first, I was like, why are all of the black people in the store making like real eye contact with me today? <laughs> like. <laughs> Stand in solidarity, brother. Yeah, they they kind of look like they, you know, they kind of <laughs> make me... eye contact and kind of their eyebrow over towards like, look hey, 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 let's all go to the parking lot together, <laughs> like yeah. strength yeah. in numbers. <laughs> but but like every like every black person that was near one of these people looked real uncomfortable. Yeah, can, like, can you imagine being a black kid having to fucking play on the goddamn Confederates? You know and, and and it's like the the worst part about it is unless I would cases, literally throw every single match. Yeah, and unless you're uh, unless you're in like a magnet program, <laughs> I would literally. I swear to God, I would play good and get us all the way to the championship, and then I would lose on purpose. You know what? Why is there not a, another like high school that's called the Union, and they just play each other every year? And then they call it the Civil War every year. Fuck oh, that shit. I would a- literally, I would literally, you would never know I had a problem with it until we made it all the way to the championship. And then me and every black player on the team would fucking boycott. Yeah, that, the- that is my question. Are there black players on that team? I don't know. I don't know anything like, about it. And if they are, like, what? Because there is that black person, because, you know, we're not a goddamn monolith. I thought we all know that. There's that black person who, like, can somebody answer the damn phone? It's not mine. I just checked. There's that black person who, uh, like, 100% is down for this shit and does not understand why we're upset. And be like, no, nah, that was a long time ago. It's Confederates. It's being proud of the South. It's like being proud of the heritage of slavery, right? That's that heritage. It's yeah. it's that house nigga that's just proud of his heritage as a house nigga, I guess. Right. Or or just like like young people who just don't don't understand and don't want to. Young people understand. We got to stop saying that shit. No, I think I think there's nope. a lot, there's a lot of things. Stop it! You you are not going you're not going to fuck with me on this one. I'm um, not trying to. I'm just saying the young people probably hate this shit more than anybody else. But but then you have a lot of people who don't understand like the the there there's a lot of aspects of life um, that they just don't give a fuck about. Like they don't give a fuck about it at all. Like the Takashi Six Nine thing, where they were like, "Well, if he gets out of jail, he's still going to be a star." It was just like, "Well, 
who the fuck would support this? And then a bunch of young people were just like, yeah, if he makes good music, I'm right back. I'm right back with him. Like we can't like as as older people who understands how life works. So, uh, like we we don't we can't condone snitching. It's not something that we do. But like, wait, these wait, don't give stop, fuck. stop. Because first of all, if somebody breaks into my house and steals my shit, I hope somebody snitches. When somebody broke into my house, stole my computer, and all that kind of shit, I was hoping somebody would snitch. I mean, yeah. I wasn't gonna. I, I would have went and beat the shit out of him and taken my stuff back. But I was looking for somebody to snitch. I wanted somebody to snitch. Oh, I 100% would so, love if someone would tell so me. So, no, okay, you got to stop with that whole, like, no, you got to stop with that whole ideology that we don't condone snitching because when it happens to you, you're going to want somebody to snitch. When my homegirl's daughter got sex trafficked and taken to, like, fucking Fresno, we were looking for snitches. Yeah. So, now nah, I'm good on that, too. I think... It's one of those things where as, as people, as, as a community, we are hesitant to encourage the cops to get involved. Yeah, but we're not. It's, but there are getting some the things cops that involved like, in snitching are two different things. Because you correct. can tell me and I don't have to go to the cops. Correct. And, but like, for instance, if someone gets kidnapped for sex trafficking, I feel like, like all right, we got to get the cops involved at that point, right? Mm-mm. Like, I don't know if I can run down a sex trafficking ring. I don't believe, like, it's I'm not Liam Neeson. I've seen it. I mean, I saw Taken as well, but I'm not. No, 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 this wasn't taken. This was quite simply Facebook. Facebook and Instagram. She put it out and they signal boosted and it went all the way up and down the coast like a fucking Amber Alert. And someone found her. Somebody found her. We knew what her daughter looked like. But still back to the point, like there's there's things that young people just don't care about. And it doesn't seem like they may they may ever care about. That I was just using that as wait, an example. Wait, so it was a bad you example. Young folks. It was a bad it was a bad example. It was a bad example, sir. No, but I really it was want, an example. I really want to dig a little bit deeper on this. Do you really think the young folks don't are young folks condone <laughs> what Takashi Six Nine did? I'm not even worried about the snitching aspect, but do you think that most young folks condone what he did? I would say yes. Okay. And I, don't, I know I don't, a lot of young folks who don't give a fuck about what Chris Brown did, so I'm just curious yeah. to know. Yeah, me too. There's, there's a lot of grown folks who don't give a fuck about what Chris Brown did. Yeah. yeah Chris Brown, you know, did a Michael Jackson tribute and almost forgiven for a little bit. Um, it, I, I mean, Honestly, just, I, I feel like you, we got to quit doing that shit. It's not a goddamn Michael Jackson tribute. Here's here's what it really boils down to, like I said, it Chris was Brown, before. No, Chris, like Chris Brown gets the same unfortunate pass that a lot of black men get when they do dumbass shit. Mm-hmm. Where, if it and, involves and a black woman, they get it, and it's it's a weird ass pass. Like, correct, like we fucking all hate OJ, a hundred percent hate that motherfucker, and it's. Because he killed a white woman, I think if OJ had, like beat up or slapped up or killed a black woman, motherfuckers would be like, "Well, you know, he ran for so many goddamn yards." Nigga, like I'm trying do you to know like, how. Do you know how badly I feel that Rihanna? This was Rihanna, y'all, who got badass Rihanna, badass Rihanna, Fenty Rihanna, who got beat up by Chris Brown. And nigga, we were on here making jokes. I was making jokes about the ten head of doom, dude. Seriously. We don't give a fuck about black women. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who, I mean, I, it doesn't matter what level of, of popularity or stature they're at. We inherently are just like, yo, we're going to get these jokes. And it may improve uh, with time. We may get better with time because we have gotten better. We have. 
But there's still folks who are out there like, man, black women. That's when you hear all that shit about darky and blacky and all that kind of shit. And that's when you see them posts about how white women are all these things and black women are all these things. It's just, honestly, the most brilliant folks in the world, the folks that are graduating from college and getting degrees above and beyond anybody else is still maligned in the United States because they're black and they're women. They are literally standing in the middle of an intersection that just oh, yeah. shits on them every single way, every single time. That's just like Pete Bougie saying, like, well, the black community, the reason they're not, like, accomplishing anything is they don't have any role models. And it's like, yo, black women are grabbing degrees oh, yeah, no, at the women, highest no. level. Well, who's right. saying women? We're saying that the reason why there's no, the reason why the black community is failing is because there's no black men. That's the same fucking thing. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's the dumbest, like, it's like, yo, that can't be it. Because, again... There are black women getting degrees, getting college education, stressing that to all their families that they're raising in a lot of cases by themselves. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell me that these that these things aren't being stressed throughout the community. It, that can't be it. Like a hundred percent can't be it because there's are a shit ton of black role models who stress education regularly. So don't hit me with the Bill Cosby fucking fail bullshit logic. Like. Mm-hmm. And it's such and an outsider's response to that. I would sit back and really just let it work. I would really sit back and let that percolate because it was an argument I wouldn't want to get in. But fuck that. And fuck you. It really makes me tired when we do two things now. Two things get on my nerves. And, I, and honestly, it's because both of them are happening to my family. When you say the kids don't care about shit, I look at Go-Go and I look at Kenny and fuck that. And when you when we denigrate black women, I look at Gogo and I look at Nisha and I'm like, fuck that too. And then I look at my mom who's a small business owner and I'm like, fuck you. She's the only person in our family who graduated from college. I don't even know if my dad did that shit. Fuck him too. He treated her like shit. And we all just yeah. followed in line. You know what the one consistent thing well, I, I see just, in every house that I'm at? He can, stick, he can stick a plate up his ass. Yeah, that dude. So you know what the one consistent thing is that I see um, at nearly every house that I go to, and I was at a basketball tournament this weekend, and I saw it this weekend as well, and it distresses me. And this this isn't a black thing, not at all. This was two white people out in the rain after we got done with our two games yesterday. It was like eight o'clock, nine eight thirty at night, I think, and we were out in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't saying anything like it was scary because we're out at a college in Oakland, but we live in Sacramento, which is okay. like 97, 98 miles away. The folks who were with us are also from Sacramento, 97, 98 miles away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Good hour we're and a half out, we're the, as we're leaving out, it's pouring. It's been storming all weekend long. Um, there's only Rain two cars threes. in the parking lot. Wait, wait, did y'all win? No. We'll oh, talk about that in a moment. Um, there's only two cars in the parking lot. Uh, it's my car, and then it's this woman's car. Her son is on my basketball team. I'm about to get in my car and leave because and, they're parked a little bit farther up from us. And she runs over to me and says, I have a flat tire. Can you help me change it? All right, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, I got you. 
So we figure out how to, because you know, these new cars, they have like a different jack system and all that. Like each car has a jack attached to it, but you got to figure out what the program is to get the jack open and to get the uh, tire iron off the jack and all that for like Fords. It's like really convoluted. So I had to go on YouTube to look it up and all that kind of stuff. Her son is like 12. He's on my team. He's a good kid. Mm -hmm. Uh, Learning. She's a wonderful woman. She's a business owner. Uh huh. Shout out to good kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a business owner. She owns two restaurants. He's never changed his tire before. I just want to make sure that y'all know that without a shadow of a doubt. Because if he that's had okay. changed his tire before, he would have been changing this tire like it was nothing. But that's okay. That's, that's not like that, a... because it had never happened. I was changing the tire. Yeah, that's not like something that. That's something no, here's hit. the problem with that. This is the reason why I, I made sure to say that. Because while I'm changing this tire while I'm taking the lug nets off, while I'm jacking up the car, while I'm doing all this stuff, mm-hmm. this 12-year-old boy, who's white, is literally turning to his mom and mansplaining shit to her. <sighs> She's like our age. He's 12. He's mansplaining, changing a tire to his mom. And I felt like saying, bitch, she's not stupid. She just, for some reason... Whatever it may be, this isn't her moment to change a tire. Okay. And 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 this isn't the first group of I'm, kids being a being a coach or being just around adults and with their kids. This isn't the first time that I've seen a young man denigrate their mom without even thinking about it. You know what? I am one hundred percent behind you on this. Uh, here's the thing. I just saw an eleven-year-old do this last night. Mm-hmm. It was it was eleven-year-old who uh, was at eleven-year-old who's at an open mic, which happens to take place at a bar. His mom brings him. We got to get past that, I guess. Uh, he does his little bullshit set. Like, all right, he's fine. He, like, I said, it, like a lot of the other comedians, like, oh, he's so good. I'm like, no, he wasn't. He was first of all eleven. And the only reason anyone's like laughing at half his shit is because he's 11. He's 11. Like, I get it. I, and I get like, yo, he should be leaning into it. But like, he's not a fucking wonderkin where he's telling us jokes that are like making us like think about ourselves. He's just saying bullshit. Like my dad uh, cooked and then, you know, after the fire department left, he even paid for dinner. And it's like, all right, yeah, that's real fucking funny kid. Whatever. All right. So after he does his bullshit, uh, another comedian gets up woman she's going through her set and throughout the entire set he's just like yelling tags at her that he feels like she needs and i i just was unhappy with all of that mm-hmm. and i i he his mom got him up and left when uh <laughs> my set got up and i was really hoping he was gonna get in my set because my set has a lot of nigga jokes in it and i was waiting for him to just try to give me some goddamn tags I'm like motherfucker i will I will show you what oppression looks like. Like <laughs> I was really, really jazzed for for like the eventuality of him trying to give me a tag, just so I could like fucking curse out an eleven year old that had apparently very, very much made me upset. I just realized, but yeah, it's it's just this. I'm so behind you on this right now. Like that that fucking arrogance, goddamn, incenses me. Like that's such privilege that you're like eleven and you're just like, oh, I'm gonna do some shit that like. I can do anything anybody can do, basically, is the shit that, like, fucking infuriates me, man. Mm-hmm. And it's just, Oof. there was, when we were at a friend's house last Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. 
uh, it's a single mom with her sons, and then her father lives down the street. So the father came over for Thanksgiving along with the two sons, and Nisha and I did the cooking because they're white. Yeah. Um, and I got to make sure that I'm going to enjoy what the fuck I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart. So exactly. I had to go out and buy some shit. Like, seriously. Honestly, um, I just take like a little container of Lowry's with me. And then I just, right? <laughs> I just but, dash everything. It's like, yes, give but, me some flavor. So we're over there. <laughs> dry rub, and everything. Man, kids, everything. Dry rub, everything with, with Lowry's. These kids are literally... The, the grandfather comes over and starts talking down to the mom. The kids are talking down to the mom. The mom is trying to laugh it off, but you can see she's right on the verge of breaking. Mm-hmm. She's And here's the thing that gets on my nerves. She's looking to me like, why won't you check my kids? And I'm like, you're the one who lives with them. You need to check them. So then it lasts longer because as soon as I leave, they're going to start doing it again. Correct. And it's just like, don't... It's not... It's like I said, black women live in an intersection where they get disrespected by everybody because they're black, but then they also get disrespected by everybody and black men because they're black women. But women as a whole are still fighting to get the respect that they deserve just as people. Mm -hmm. And you see it straight up, face up every single day, every single time. I was in a meeting where this actually happened and I was so tuned into it that I felt like I almost had fucking spidey sense. When a guy talked over a woman and the woman was like, I was still talking. And he was like, yeah, but you were talking for too long. And just kept going in a fucking business meeting. Like you do with me? No. Don't bring this back to you. You know I'm basically the woman of the show, right? No. Both of y'all overtalk. Are you literally, what? I'm joking, damn it. I'm bringing levity to the show, bastards. Like, let it go. You know, I'm almost black. (laughs) I feel their pain because I'm the woman of this group. It's cool. It's cool. Like, I mean, you got to split those interceptions occasionally. Even occasionally, Alex Smith throws an interception. It happens. Alex Smith ain't throwing nothing these days. Oh, of course, but you're still the Alex Smith of the group. That's who you are. Calm down. Can we can we change it to something else more current? I mean, no, but, you're still the young buddy yo, because you literally uh, said a phone was ringing when nobody in the crowd would have heard the shit. No, real talk. No, since, no, no, real talk. We can no, hear no, the buzzer. Real talk. You're talking about the whole. Well, actually, yeah, that was. That, I'm not going to be mad about that. It was. That was very it, obvious. The phone very was audible. Buzzing. But no, there was uh, literally uh, Steve Bannon just said that women are going to take over every aspect of the government, and we should all be worried about that. And I'm what like, the fuck, should we be worried? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, that sounds that sounds phenomenal. Like, oh, you mean everyone's going to be fucking happy and taken care same, of? Dope. Same, same stuff that they were using against Hillary. Like, we we don't well, like, we don't want a woman in charge of this. You know what though? This is Honestly, fuck Steve still. Madden too, because I was watching The Wolf of Wall Street, and that motherfucker was in cahoots with him so deep, like he was his first IPO. So Steve Madden seems like somebody who runs with pieces I, of shit. I don't know why. You're talking about Steve Madden and Steve Bannon. Oh, did you say Steve, Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon is one who said that. <laughs> Sorry, I heard Steve Madden. I, like I said, I just got done watching that movie. I was, I well, you know, I honestly, when you said Steve Madden, I for some reason thought John Madden, and I was like, I, I was guess, like, I, was, I guess, I was like, like did he do all that? I was like, did he do all that? Like, oh my god, 
how do you have time to do that and be an announcer? It was just, sorry, it was, uh, it's like, man, he's just multifaceted. God. But anyway, no, um, yeah, I mean, okay. I will say this, and, and I think it's, it's relevant. I think uh, as a society, like we're, we're just, we're just now starting to come to the realization of how uh, each legitimately marginalized and, you know, uh, I guess group of minorities in this country is being treated. And the, the weird thing is, is that when you put all of the marginalized groups together, we're not the minority. So a large cunt, like a large subsection of Americans are just being mistreated and oppressed all the time. Accurate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like when it gets brought up, my personal favorite is uh, I recently had someone say, well, you need to let go of all this racism. And it's like, wait, I need to let go of it. Right. <laughs> like I'm the one who's like, yeah, keep goddamn tormenting me with that goddamn racism. Like make sure it's- you make me feel really afraid. That's what I fucking want. Like they, they act as if we are the ones who make the rules. And if, if, because we aren't the ones that made the rules, we aren't the ones that it should be on to change them. Not just that, we're also not the ones who are keeping racism alive. Like no black person is out here trying to get like another white person like, yo, put some put this shoe paint on your face real quick. Yeah, like we're not doing that. Like none of us are out here trying to keep legit racism alive. I I mean we can make the argument about uh how minorities interact with each other, because I think that's something that should be noted. But for real, who's out here legit keeping white supremacy alive if not white people? White people like Tim Allen complaining about not being able to use the N-word. Correct. Like, like, the worst part about the whole Tim Allen thing is, like, at some point we used to like him. No, I didn't. I liked him when he was Buzz Lightyear. Other than that, I I never fucked. No, Buzz Lightyear and the Santa Claus. And those are two things. Again, I just want to clarify this real quick. We got to stop saying we liked people because of scripts that were written for them. Yeah, I mean, well, okay, that's fine. But because I, outside yeah. of that, he was a drug dealing motherfucker. Well, he was, he, you know, as a comedian, that's what uh, I guess. Like supposedly, the majority of the uh, what was it, Tool Time? What was the name of that goddamn show? The actual show. The Home Improvement. Uh, oh, there you go. So Home Improvement was supposedly based upon his stand up, and so it's it's the closest thing to quote unquote who he is. Though to your point. Uh, Derek is not that close because it's a completely fictionalized version of himself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he know, is a tool, so it is tool. It is, but and and I will say this: I think like it wasn't that we liked him because if you had watched his stand up, like a lot of his stand up was offensive, even by the '90s standards. Mm-hmm. It, he was right at the edge; like it, it was him. And then if you went like a little bit further to the right, you were like an Andrew Dice Clay. And then, but wasn't there also, uh, there, you don't really hear about his standup because Bob Saget was, was fucking horrible, like horribly offensive, but he was offensive, like nasty. Yeah. He was just saying really gross ass shit, mm-hmm. which, you know, everyone's in for. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> there's ways to get your jokes off and be like really, really nasty and offensive without being yeah. offensive towards a race. Correct. So for you to say, I want to be able to say the N word, this is the same motherfucker who was like, he, he's, he's a Trump head. 
Yeah. Okay. And, and I don't I don't really understand, but I do understand how a ex how a white ex drug dealer who snitched on all of his drug salesmen can become a Trump a Trump supporter and a rich guy and act like that shit never happened. And it's it's just this general vibe from conservatives in general where it's just like, well, yo, you have to get over this. Mm-hmm. You have to get like we as black people have to lift ourselves up. We have to then get over not only the racism that happened in the past and that's happened in the present, but also we have to just be ready for that racism that's coming in the future. And not only do we have to go through all of that, but we don't have the same access to any of the things that you do, though we do pay the same, if not more in taxes for the small amount that we do have. And we just have to be fucking grateful for it. That's the thing that drives me crazy more than anything else. This motherfucker said, if I have no intent, if I show no intent, if I'm clearly not a racist, then how can nigger be mad coming out of my mouth? He asked rhetorically to the Tampa Bay Times in 2013. The phrase, the N-word, is worse to me than nigger. Ugh, fucking hate that idea. And the thing is, the, the, and you that's know, you're not the only is, one who has that philosophy. Chris Rock does too. Well, the thing that's annoying about that is that he said, like, like, I have no intent. I don't hate black people. And it's like, well, okay, you don't hate them, but you don't like them enough to fucking, like, respect their wishes and not say this word. Mm-hmm. That's, like, great for you that you don't hate us. But you don't like us enough to when we're like, yo, please don't. Stop. Don't do this. I, I never understood the, the, the whole fascination with white people just wanting to say that one word. You have the entire English fucking language. We just said, don't say that one word. Because they were able to say it back in the day, and they just want to say it one more time before they die. Because I'm gonna kill them. It's just, it's just dumb. It's like you have access to everything else, everything else, and then like it was just like, don't say this one word. Well, why can't I say this one word? It's a fucking word, just one. Well, yeah. And what's really crazy about it is. <sighs> It's never said in like a way of like, oh, let let's be friends. It's it, occasionally there's that one like st- stupid liberal who tries to stumble in that way, but it's always like they wanted to say it in a tone of, of harshness or to like reference some type of suffering, and it's it, it's so willfully in that manner that they want to be able to say it that it, it's like, dude, you you completely understand the meaning of the word but you don't understand why no one else would want to have to feel that because you don't ever have to feel what it means to quote unquote, be a nigger. And like that teacher who, um, that teacher who got, who got in trouble for trying to greet one of his students. Uh, and he's and and like, instead of it, like it made it worse. The interviews that he did after, because like, he was just like, oh, all I said was like, what's up, my nigga? Like, and he, like the, the, the extra emphasis that he put on the word made his interviews worse. Like, bruh, like if you, like, if you would have just, if it was <laughs> like, I feel like your point's getting a little bit lost there, but like, yeah. Like, if, like even if you would just said, if it was a normal, if it was a normal conversation, a, you no. still fucked up. You know, no, no matter what, you still fucked up. Nigga, but nigga, like, doesn't matter. It's like, still not like, okay. The idea of like, every time you spoke it as a part, as a part of explaining what you said, like you just made it worse by like, your emphasis 
Or, it's also it's also kind of a bullshit idea to like oh I was just trying to like relate to you and it's like there are so many other things that you could relate about me I'm not just black I I like comic books uh, I used to like comic book movies I like comedy I like a lot of other things than just like oh yeah he's uh, he's fucking black and if you're wondering like well how would I know those things I wear comic book t-shirts all the time. Uh, I talk loudly all the time and I'm co- frequently doing stand up and I talk about it all the time. So like there are ways that you can find out like about what I like and then find relative, like find some type of re- like relationship that way It's really fucked up that you feel the only way to relate to me is to relate to me as a black person, which is the one place that you can't relate to me as like, it's every time I talk to a white person, like, Oh, well, no, I totally understand what it means to be black. No, you don't. You can never understand it. It's like, no, no, I mean, I, and then my personal favorite is like, well, I know I can never understand it, but I feel so terrible. It's like, eh, you don't feel that terrible. You only feel terrible I'm in front of you when you go to bed at night. You're not like thinking like, yo, I hope the cops don't just burst in and fucking shoot me because they think I might be part of some conspiracy to overthrow the government as a black person. You don't think that shit because there's no reason for you to think that shit. But guess what? There are a bunch of black people that that actually happened to and it's actually relatively like a sane thought for me to have. Like, that's the shit that's that's crazy to me. It's just like, oh, I feel so sorry. You really don't feel sorry. You just don't want to have to think about it in front of me and you try to some type of absolution when I'm in front of you to talk about it. I'm just... You know what? I can't say anything else. Goddamn Confederates. Really? Yeah. And I pass, I pass by the school all the time, okay. and, and, but but of course it doesn't say the it doesn't say the mascot on the outside. Let's, it just it just let's, let's have a happier conversation because this is getting dark. <laughs> it's been for like thirty minutes, which is like I just fuck. I just <laughs> say I just say fifty. I just saved fifty bucks yesterday on a capture card. Oh so nice! I'm gonna, Congratulations! I'm gonna be making. Uh, I saw someone uh, lick honey out of somebody else's belly button, so that was dope. But a belly button though. Yeah, that part was kind of weird, but actually, I saw multiple people that coming out of the same belly button. Well, oh, yeah, it was yeah. part of well, it. Well, yeah, the it only dope, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like American Idol. The only legitimate one is the first one. No, like <laughs> it, I don't know. I will say this: like, so uh, it was it was part of uh, this. It's, it's a kink show where like you know you do stand up as kinks are happening to you. So the comedian was the one who was like having uh, his belly button like licked, and audience members would come up and like lick honey out of the, their belly button, which was I'm I'm still trying to figure out like how I feel about that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like there's there's a lot of things to consider when it comes to comes to belly buttons. Like, like you know, like was, yeah. it, was it clean? Like, like what what are well, we no, doing? No. So they they did a so uh, they they took out like a beforehand. There's like a, a like a cotton swab or you know like the alcohol wipes, okay. the alcohol wipe of the belly button area, and like you know thoroughly wiped it, and then uh, honey. So theoretically. It was it, now the belly button, uh, belly and the button itself, very hairy. Like lots oh. of hair. <laughs> that part, I was like, uh, oh no! All the nope. All you the could have nope. shaved, but yeah, a lot of hair. Uh, 
but yeah, and the the craziest part to me was in, like uh, after this happens, like all right, so who wants to lick honey out of his belly button? Hands immediately. People are like me, me, I want to do it. What the Which, fuck? <laughs> well, it's a kink show, and it's it's a queer kink show. Okay. And that's just people are into that. I performed on it. Uh, mine was public humiliation, so I had to tell stories about like when I lost my virginity, uh, like the weirdest place I put my dick, and I also had to wear like a a, a diaper, an adult diaper. So it was like too small. Okay. So like I, I mean, couldn't get it close. So I, I had mean, to, like, can, hold it. Can, like when you get to be an old man, like are you going to be able to find a, adult diapers in your size? I don't think so, and that bothers me. I, I'm, I maybe I'll lose like because it's not even a weight thing. It's just like I'm very wide, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I assume though because like you know fat people have adult diapers. Or maybe I just like put two together and then like. That'll work, them? right? Yeah, that, that'll work, right? Overlap them and duct tape them, I guess. Yeah, it's like like two or three together, and then just kind of. Yeah, but that, but that but that also means that you have to now, like, as an old man, you now have to double up on every fucking adult diaper you use. I mean, I feel like I'm probably have to do that anyway. I'm like lactose intolerant. I'm not stopping any with the milk, especially once I get old. I'm like, oh, stop. me too, me too. I I keep I keep lactate on deck. But you um, know what I'm saying? Like, I went to uh, Olive Garden and was like, I'll take the carbonara. I know it's a cream sauce. I have lactate in my pocket. <laughs> so we, we go when we go to restaurants now like before we get there or like on the way my girl instinctively asked me you got your lactate <laughs> like yep i do uh because like i will say this like fucking pizza is what is makes it the hardest i can't i can't eat macaroni and cheese even with lactate like it's still just not a good experience but pizza is what makes it the hardest because like it's just the fucking perfect late night snack and then like everywhere i go there's like a dope pizza spot like right next to where i'm at almost immediately it's like oh this place and then the pizza's amazing and i'm like well i have to go back and eat more of this pizza i can't just have one slice and be like yo i'm never eating this amazing pizza again yeah we um went to um uh uh ihop yesterday and i typically get a, i typically get an omelet and the, the omelet. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever had an IHOP omelet. Uh, there is a ton of cheese in the. Oh, middle. it's cheese, sour cream, like right. um, it's, it's so, so many dairy products in there. So, so, so the cup of milk. It's. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot my lactate. Oh. So here's the problem. Well, well, here's the the solution. Was on the way. She asked, "You got your lactate?" I said, "No." And I said, where are we going after this? Like, so if we're going going straight home. This is fine. I'll be all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll be all right. If we're going straight home, I'll be good. I will say this. Like, I don't like to play that because like traffic here is real. And I have one time only been stuck in traffic and been like, yo, this traffic really needs to move. Because I have about five minutes before I'm just shooting liquid hot magma out of my ass. You know what? That, hap- <laughs> that happened to me, and I had to stop. You know the best? The, oh, the, no. Wait, wait, wait. What did you end up doing? No, no, no. I, I stopped, and I'm going to tell you the best thing to do. If you if you have one of those situations, mm-hmm. um, don't try to find, like, a place that, that you would think, like a food place or somewhere like that. Go, mm-hmm. to, a, go to, like, a hotel. Oh, of course. Like, the hotel but again, is, like... This is the, Seattle. They will not let you... Seattle's like they have a strict ass policy about and not just that, but also I have to park, which is a goddamn nightmare if I'm in the city of Seattle. 
I literally, by the time I find a place to shit, I will have like already destroyed my seats. I'm gonna, I'm just would have to like hop out of the car, run off into the bushes, and then just you know, hope no one is take. Like, please, 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 no social media for this shit. Because I'm <laughs> literally for this shit. Because I'm about to goddamn just drop this just, deuce. They pull a Dumb and Dumber. I'm gonna have to like honestly. <laughs> that was, the at si- the, time, the, the at traffic the time, situation that here is that not, like is that bananas? Like unless I'm in the city that I live in, because I live in Edmonds. But like if I'm in Seattle, I'm fucked. Like I'm at least from stopping someplace, parking my car, figuring out parking because I want my car to be there when I come back, and then trying to find a place that has a policy that will let someone off the street come in and use the restroom. Cause there's so many homeless people and there's such a, like a problem here with it that most places immediately, if you come off the street, will not let you in, especially now if you come in dancing, like I got a shit, I got a shit. They're like, no, of course not. You cannot, you cannot take a shit here. Like I had a coworker tell me the story where he was stuck on somewhere. He, he didn't know uh, exactly where he was. He was on his way to somewhere mm-hmm. and he got taken off of the interstate and was on like back roads and he really had to go. He's also lactose intolerant. Uh, he really had to go. So, like, at some point, he was just like, forget it. I'm just going to have to, like, nope. you know, pull over and just go <laughs> to the side just and let shit in his car. No, like, oh, no, hell no. No, no he said, he, he was like, yo, there's, there seems like there's nothing on this road. Um, so, I'm just going to pull off and just let her rip. So yep. he said he did that. He just pulled off the road, let her rip. He just happened All to natural. have some, happened to have some um, some napkins in the car, <laughs> in the car from some food he had ate before. Like so, uh. he, so so he did all of that, and he said he got up and looked around, and apparently, uh, there's a neighborhood on the other side of the tree line. Oh, and shit. he was he was ten feet away from someone's back door. <laughs> Dope. So <laughs> back in the car, <laughs> take off. Yo, did he? Uh, did he at least like you know scoop? Like, come on. Don't I, 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 didn't, I didn't get that many details. I will um, say this: that I I will could throw up on top of if I tried. If I had to scoop myself, I would probably throw up. It was. I don't think I'm built for it. <laughs> it's. <laughs> I yo. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just I can't take that risk. Like, if I don't have like like I haven't had cheese and omelet in so long because like like even when I have lactate, like I'll pop two, sometimes three, just it's, to like yeah, it's it's always hit or miss. Yeah, like it, it might still, <laughs> it might still just be like you know what, fuck that lactate, son. And then I'm then I'm trying to like figure out how to like quickly get home. Yeah, uh, there Oof. was a there was a um, place when um, when Blue was here, uh, when Blue was here in Richmond. He, uh, him Shout and his co, Blue. him and his coworkers wanted to go to a uh, this Italian restaurant, mm-hmm. and they not had, the Olive Garden, but that's okay. No, nah, it's no, nah, it's like is it's a place like Luigi's or some shit like. They that. have like they have unlimited the breadsticks. It, no, they didn't. Uh, but the, the Yo, food so it was called after, Luigi's. I, I can't remember what it was called. I can't. Uh, it was like Mario and Luigi's. No, there, there's actually a Luigi's in Newport News, and the food is great. But um, like, if you get like something with mushrooms there, do you get like bigger? Don't know. Didn't get it. Um, so like, so I ordered a meat lovers lasagna, mm-hmm. and it was a healthy size of meat lovers lasagna, but it was completely covered in cheese. Like completely, you could not see the lasagna because of the cheese. Okay, first of all, quit. 
that's that's just a that's how lasagna is prepared in most restaurants it is always like it's cheese inside as well like it is part of the casserole that is lasagna like you can't you can't you could not have not expected that first of all the lasagna was good as a motherfucker but i took faux i did faux because i was like (laughs) all this cheese okay so i I've read that like taking more than two can actually negate its its uh, ability to work. It must have for me because it, the, that fold did not help me. A couple hours later, um, it was the it was possibly the worst experience that I've had in quite some time. Um, <laughs> I, it was, I mean, it was it was bad. Um, and like and and like that shit was good. I ate the whole thing, so like it, I didn't even take that whole. So, so what, oh, you, you took all of it home. Unfortunately, it immediately yeah. exited. And, so, and yeah, I took it home and they didn't want to be there. It was just like <laughs> everything out. I am coming through. <laughs> Yo, the the worst part about that is one hundred percent. Like sometimes it's like some of the best food you've ever had, yeah. and it's like yo. I know I like it. it I got uh, macaroni and cheese. Got me once. Like. Uh, it was some macaroni cheese that someone had, and I tasted it, and it was fucking bomb. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is really good!" And so, like, I was like, "All right, I got I can't eat this macaroni and cheese. I know I can't eat this macaroni and cheese." And then, like, a couple minutes later, I was still eating it, and I was like, "Ah, oh, god damn it!" And so, like, I just I ended up eating like so much of this macaroni. It was just really fucking good. I did, and then all of a sudden, that uh, the the South Park oh, beginning, the beginnings of a riot happens where your stomach just goes rabble, 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 rabble. Um, well, <laughs> well, it's it's just this feeling of like, oh, oh, you you feel like full, like you just ate, but also like, like all of a sudden, none of this is gonna work. And for me, I feel like I'm gonna throw up for a bit because it's just like too much cheese. That's just that, that's how like that's the level of lactose intolerant I'm at. And uh, usually, like, after that, I feel like, like I drink some water and I feel okay for five minutes. And then for the next 10 minutes, it's like, to your point, rap, rap, it's not even rap, rap. It's not even rap. It's like, guess what, nigga? You got 10 motherfucking minutes. Tick, 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 nigga. That's what my stomach is doing. And then every five minutes, it's like, tick, 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 nigga. And, and it's just... And and, I, and it's just me just running as quick as I can to anything. Like I don't even fucking care <laughs> any goddamn soul that I can make it to. And then after that, ten minutes is up. It's just boom. And I'm so sorry to everyone. It's the, the worst. The worst. The worst thing is like the when you think you're fine, but uh. the shit shows up in the middle of the night <laughs> while you sleep. Like that is that is like the worst thing. There's so many times where I'm up like three or four o'clock in the morning because your stomach is like wake your ass up, and you're like, oh fuck, I gotta go. Um. That's happened a couple times. Like I just woke up and I was like, I just go to the bathroom and like ah. Uh. I'm like, oh God, like what, what did I eat? What happened? I'm like in my head trying to recount everything. Like, yeah, no, I had, it was, it was, it was great. Yeah. I had, my stomach has woken me up. Like, no, get your ass up. Let's go. And so also like, I have, uh, I have, I have IPS as well. So like that happens to me for lettuce. Like, (laughs) oh man. Like if, if I go to Subway right now and like, they like throw like a bunch of lettuce on it, I'll eat that sub. And then five minutes later, I'll just be like liquid hot shit. 
Just... Wow, I don't think I've ever had that with lettuce. But I, 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 on the suggestion of somebody who works at Subway, I switched to spinach, and it's been great in the summer. Oh, I haven't touched lettuce, uh, not even because of this. I haven't eaten lettuce ever since, like, the E. coli. First, E. coli outbreak, like, thousands of years ago. When, <laughs> no, uh, like, a, a couple, I think it might have been, like, in 2005, when, like, E. coli first hit, like, I think it was Iceberg. And then it's just... It, gradually hit like iceberg and romaine like every lettuce that people consume at great quantities e coli hits it and that's why i just don't touch that shit anymore I it's went, like i went to subway on, shit, man. i went to subway on monday uh and the way i get a meatball right but mm-hmm. then i have them add vegetables and shit on top of it mm-hmm. and this Steak. older this older oh oh no it's fucking greatness so um, I always, I always have them do, uh, I have them do a meatball. I will make them put onions and peppers on it and then toast it with the onions and peppers inside and have them bring it back out. Uh, I don't do any lettuce or spinach on it, but I will do tomatoes, uh, and then more onion, olives, and then like, yeah, I'm, salt out, pepper. I'm, out, I'm out of the olives. Like I love olives. Uh, and then pepperoncinis, obviously, I'm into that. Like, I'll do that. And then, like, for meatball sub, I'm really into, like, uh, like hot mustard, like a good brown mustard. I like that. I'm a big fan of that for meatball. But, really? again, I – oh, yeah, dude. I, first of all, hot mustard with anything Italian is goddamn dope. Like, the uh, the Italian del- – was it? Not the Italian delight. The Italian um, trio that they do, I think, it's, like, salami, pepperoni, and ham. Like that with hot mustard is just insanely good. I'm a big fan. I never thought of hot mustard with Italian food. Mm, it's great. Like it, give give it a shot. It is really really good. I gotta be balling that day, like to be able to buy like what I normally buy, and then that separate. Well, no, no, no. You could do hot mustard. I guess you could also do brown mustard, and that'll be good as well. Like brown mustard kind of gets it across as well. But hot <laughs> mustard is super dope if you can if you can grab some and like lace it up. It's worth it. But to be fair, like I like hot mustard on almost everything. It's kind of my dad's fault. Okay, that's, that's that was his his thing. He was like, uh, he would buy like ham like cheeseburgers from Burger King and then bring them home and like lace them with like like put a bunch of hot mustard on them and give them to me. And I just thought that was what a cheeseburger from like Burger King tasted like. I was actually surprised years later oh, when I Burger King, your, and I was your like, disappointment. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> where's the where's the hot mustard? And they were, they were like, what? <laughs> and I realized my dad had been doing that this entire time. <laughs> yeah, so I was actually kind of sad about that, truthfully. Shout out to parents who uh, altered their kids' fast food for flavor. <laughs> not, not for health, just for flavor. Like, oh, we got to make this taste good for you. Yeah. Man. Rashad's been like suspiciously quiet. I don't think he's here. I think he's either playing games or he's gone. I'm here. I just don't give a fuck about what y'all are talking about. But I'm not going to be the one to jump in and try and steer the conversation elsewhere when I know that this is something that y'all are interested in. So, you know, you can't. I think that as I get older, I just, I think that this is how I know that I should probably drop out of podcasting. Because there's a lot of times where I'm just sitting there listening to my guests talk and I don't give a fuck, but I just don't feel like getting involved and steering it in a different direction. So I just let them talk themselves out. 
So like usually when that happens for me, what I do is, uh, and this is just me personally, um, I try to listen to what the person's talking about. Uh, yeah, I, I think that. about, I think about how I would feel if it were me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I try to draw some parallels. No, uh, no that's too much work. Look, I don't have lactose intolerance. Okay, so but you, so you've, ne- you've never had diarrhea. You've never... Look, I, I was going to jump in about a dream that I had. Like you could have. It would have been dope. There was a dream that I had like three times last month or the month before last where I had a dream that... I, like instead of the, the piss the bed dream that you had as a kid, mm-hmm. as an adult, I had the shit the bed dream. Oh, no. I had to wake up like <laughs> one second before it actually started happening. Ooh, that's, and that shit is that like, is living dangerously. That is scary. Like, <laughs> like oh, it was no. like, oh my god! And and I swore that I felt it, and I was like, oh no! And I had to tell Nisha about it because I didn't want to one day actually shit on her. Correct. And she was like, what the fuck is this? So I had to tell her, baby, I've been having a dream that I've been shit in the bed, and she was like, damn, that's some old man shit. But mm. then I was just like, eh. <laughs> I feel like that. That's the other thing is like you know when you share a bed with someone. You don't want to be the person who shot it. Right. Like, you got to like really warn somebody like, baby, I, I was this close to shit in the bed because I had a dream that I was on the toilet. And she was like, oh, the piss dream? I said, no. Mm, not a, I mean, it's very similar. It's it just it's as equally urgent. It is. It's just way harder for me to stop. It is. <laughs> it's so much harder to glitch and run. Then, like, I mean, you can always pinch off. Like, you know, you can pinch a dick and just run and, like, I can hold it, like, physically hold it. It's not if great. If you have that shit to bed dream, you are literally at Oof. the precipice of the point of no return. Like, you're, you, you might be prairie dogging, and that's yes. terrifying. And if you're there having that no dream, you might not have future. a, you may not have a quote unquote prairie dog. You might just be like, the damn, just like <laughs> the warning lights blazing as it just slowly opens. No, <laughs> honestly, honestly, when you are having the shit to bed dream, your life is that alarm sound from Kill Bill. And yeah. <laughs> the, the whole da, 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 da. <laughs> you are literally at that point. There is no other way to put it. Oh, it's it's a hundred percent danger, danger, Will Robinson. It's mm-hmm. just like, oh God. Uh, I'm so terrified of that happening to me one Bruh, day. Bruh, it is the worst thing in the world. But again, I just didn't I didn't want to interrupt y'all's conversation to have that conversation. No, that's mad relatable, actually. Especially if you have lactose intolerance. It's like, yeah, I've eaten Absolutely. pizza before and like fell asleep. And thank God I woke up. This is like, oh God. Uh, and the worst part is like our our all of our toilets are so far away from where we typically are. It's it's a good walk. <laughs> no, no matter great. where it is, it's too far away. <laughs> When those moments hit, no matter where it is, it's too fucking far away. That's why, like, I really hope uh, Idiocracy is a little bit accurate, where they start just putting toilets in the seats that you're in. Oh, so nah. Like, I, I want that. It's just like you're just, your couch just has a toilet in it, and it's covered, it's covered, you know, uh, when no one's taking a shit. But then you can just slide over and just take a shit, don't have to get up, wipe, mm. flush. It still has, it's still plumbing. We're not Neanderthals here. Mm. Telling you, man. It's think a, about the life you live. If and it could have a little bidet. I just think about the life that I live when I gotta take a shit. Like seriously, now I'm thinking <laughs> about those the dreams room. again, and now I'm scared I'm gonna start having those dreams again. I haven't felt this way since I watched Nightmare on Elm Street as a ba- as a youth. 
but I'm really scared that I'm going to start having these nightmares again and it's going to win one day and it's going to be like funny <laughs> shit. You know what has been happening to me and I think this is indicative of me just being older. So like I drink just shit tons of water just all the time I'm drinking water. During this show I'm drinking it. I'll, if you hear you can hear it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like um it's like when I'm out I drink a lot of water and then like I'll leave you know I'm in bars and everyone's just drinking so I just have like a glass of water and I'm drinking it like you know like a person who drinks water. So I'll go through like four or five glasses of water throughout like, you know, the time and like I'll leave someplace, get in the car and then I'll start the 30 minute drive home and about 15 minutes in that 30 minute drive, I'm like, yo, I really got to piss. <laughs> and, and then I have to like calculate like, 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 I mean, I think it's bad. Like I'm like uncomfortable and then like, all right, I can stop somewhere. But again, like I was just telling Scar, like it's not a lot of places to stop. So I'm like, all right, I just, I'll just make it home. But like I have to like drive uh, past where I live for real uh pull around to another side street like a block up park my car because like we don't have two parking spaces we only have one and let Appy have one that's uh, closest to the apartment and then like i have to then walk up to the apartment like a block up like really having to piss most cases like uh, like 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 two or three times this has been like one night where like, like i was running back and Appy wasn't here uh and i ended up just pissing in the kitchen sink because like i just could not make it back to the toilet and drink a whiskey drink i drink a box drink. And when i need to piss i use the kitchen sink yo real talk it, it's in the so now like before i leave places like i stop like yo let me piss real quick so i don't have to like stay in the sink again mm-hmm. uh it's i'm telling you like it's as i'm getting older i'm like yo i get it i get it now when i see old people they're like yo can we stop after like an hour of driving they're like yo we need to stop we really have to stop like, or when you tell the kids hey did y'all go use a bathroom and you're like maybe i should go use a bathroom <laughs> yeah no like, i'm gonna go like, well i'm gonna go if you're not <laughs> like fuck like, y'all kids I, I need to go pee because <laughs> let me tell you it is and it's it's way more urgent now. I used to be like I could shake it off if like it was like all right, you know, I gotta pee. Ah, it feels real bad. Not nah, shake it off. I could just like like just think about something else, distract myself, and then I didn't have to pee anymore for at least like thirty more minutes. I don't have shake it off time anymore. I got about fifteen minutes at that point where it's like all right, look, look at these bushes. You can pee on those bushes. Pee on those bushes. That's what's happening in my head the entire time I'm walking, and it's a very public street. And at one time also, I ended up actually peeing on bushes. I'm like fuck, I can't hold. That's pissed on a bunch of bushes. The worst thing that's gonna happen is the cop is gonna roll up and be like, "What are you doing?" And I'm gonna be like, "I'm peeing on these bushes." And he's gonna be like, "Are you been drinking?" And I'm like, "Yes, I have." And then I'll do a field sobriety test, and I'm like, "Ha ha! It was water, motherfucker! Ha ha!" And then they'll shoot me. So that's what'll be what'll happen, I suppose. Jump <laughs> but, back! I just pissed myself. I got soul, and I'm super I guess, mad. <laughs> but it's like. I was like the worst, you know, the worst thing you can charge me with is like, you know, I guess what public indecency, pissing yeah, on someone else's bushes. Yeah, but you know, but hey, still I still had a. There's levels to that bevel as well, so you know what I'm saying. But it's it's one of those things where, <laughs> I that's that's my fear is like, yo, I'm gonna have to piss in these bushes, <laughs> and it's because I have a long ass ride from where I was. Well. And where I was, I just, I don't even, like, I haven't had, like, a, a drink of alcohol in, like, a long as time. A, as a type 2 diabetic, this happens all the time. If I take, uh, if I take stuff a little bit too far, mm-hmm. um, I have the, 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 the earliest the dump, warning yeah. sign, the earliest warning sign that I have to maybe I ate too much or ate the wrong thing is I have to pee often. Yep. And so, like, this is this is life for me. Like, I don't even think like what y'all talking about doesn't seem unusual at all. 
<laughs> it's unusual for me because I'm like, yo, I, and I think part of it is, uh, so like I used to go to places and I, you know, when I drink, I would just have like a beer and just kind of like casually drink it. But, you know, with water, uh, I just drink so much of it without thinking because it has no side effects. It's just like water, right? I mean, you can kill yourself with it. I get it. But, like, I'm not going to drink that much. But I'm just kind of, like, casually drinking water. And I think also, like, I smoke a lot of weed when I'm, like, <laughs> right before I'm about to perform. Like, my mouth gets dry, so I drink a lot of water. It's And I end up drinking just, like, tons of water at these things. And then all the bathrooms are shitty at every place I go to. So like in some cases there's, it's not working or you'll walk in and it's like only one urinal and it's currently occupied with like a line of like five dudes waiting. So it's, it's like, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to pee. <laughs> and that has happened to me multiple times as well. So like, it, it's just, I don't know. I, I guess I need to just start like just right before I leave, just like peeing in the parking lot. Just be like, yep, that's what I'm doing. This is the life I live. I'm just going to pee in this parking lot real quick. So, um, this weekend I changed a tire and like I already said, I already told y'all about the, uh, kid mansplaining mm-hmm. to his mom how to change a tire, oh, change a tire awesome. in the rain, had to get on my knees in the rain, uh, to change a tire. Not worried about that because you know, it's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to help out. Um, drove all the way from Oakland back to, to Sacramento last night. Our last game was at like seven o'clock. It got done at like eight thirty. I had to change the tire or got done. Yeah, at about eight thirty. I had to change the tire. So I left there at about nine o'clock. Had to take one of my other kids to his dad, who's also a coach, who was coaching another location. Got there at about nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. So we got home at about ten fifteen, ten thirty, and went to bed and got back up at like six o'clock in the morning to come back out to Oakland. Um on our way back up the road today. First of all, if you can ever get a chance to drive the road from Sacramento to Oakland or the freeway from Sacramento to Oakland at like 6.15, 6.20 in the morning, I so recommend it because, first of all, there's no traffic. I'm sure you, Jay, can attest to <laughs> the city of Seattle is a lot more beautiful when there's no fucking traffic. Oh, it's gorgeous, man. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I'm driving and I'm just looking at the coast and I'm looking at the bay and I'm pointing stuff out to the kids. And I'm like, man, these mountains are just beautiful. The hills are beautiful. The sunrise is beautiful. Everything is beautiful when there's no traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, as I'm driving... Uh, I'm in the, there's a, it's a four lane highway. Uh, I am in the third lane to the left. So I'm one lane away from the fast lane or from the ultra fast lane, whatever. In my mind, the four lanes go slow lane, moderate lane, fast lane, ultra fast lane. Like if you get in that lane, that's where you can go like 80 and above and nobody's going to say shit to you. Uh, In the ultra fast lane, there's this, bigger guy on a motorcycle um and it's one of those motorcycles that you can't tell from the back if it's a cop but he's also wearing a yellow poncho that looks like the shit that cops wear um and it's it's raining so i understand that as well or it had been raining so i understand that as well like i said it was a beautiful morning today like the sun was out but wearing it out of fear of it raining again i can understand that a guy will wear that and just happen to pick one up so I'm unsure if this is a cop and I don't want to go past him because he looks like a cop. He looks like a cop on a, a motorcycle cop. 
Yeah. But he's slowing. He's going slow. And he's he's like, you know, when, you know, black folks, you know, everybody. A cop gets on the freeway, you're riding behind the cop. Like, if you got tags, you're riding behind the cop. If you're doing something, you're riding behind the cop. And most folks don't want to pass the cop no matter what. I'll pass him if he's, a, if he's going 10 under. That's the only time I'll pass a cop. Yeah, so here's what happened. I pulled up on the side of him, and I gave him a thumbs up because I was like, hey, I just wanted to see mm. if he was a cop or not. So I just wanted to see the side of his bike. Uh, so I actually got on the side of him and looked over and gave him a thumbs up, and he waved me back, like, get behind me. So I thought that was an emergency further up the road. You know how cops do that thing where they want you to ride behind them because there's an emergency, but usually they're weaving in the road. So then everybody behind them has to slow down. Y'all have experienced that before, correct? No, that is that is new for me. Okay, so there's cop cars. When there's like an emergency, a flood, um, a big I like car the gist of it. I've just never experienced it. And they want to slow everybody down. They'll get on the road, turn on their sirens, and start weaving through all four lanes on the freeway to slow everybody down. Yeah, that's... So they don't hit whatever's going on ahead of them. That sounds like crazy talk. But yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I know. I get it. And so... He waves me back, and I'm like, okay, there must be an emergency coming up. So what we're was on the riding... side of his bike? Huh? Oh, California have... Highway Patrol. So he was? He was a cop. So oh, when he okay. waved me back, like I said, I thought that there was an emergency ahead. I was like, okay, cool. He wants us to get behind him or stay behind him. I'm not getting in the, 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 bike, the ultra fast lane behind him, so I just stayed in the third lane and just stayed behind him, like I usually do when I recognize there's a cop. Mm-hmm. So everybody's behind him. Nobody's going past him. There's two cars that are in front of him, and he's going like 10 miles below the speed limit, like you said. So I guess they recognize that there's a cop in front of them, and so they are a cop behind them, so they slow down. So now they're behind him as well. Uh, and we're all going in a line behind this cop who's going slow on purpose. I'm thinking there's an emergency. <clears throat> One person in a white uh, Sentra. I guess they were in a rush, and they were like, fuck that shit. No, they were in a they, white Sentra. They were just like, this Sentra's white. I can do this. They <laughs> they sped past They didn't even speed past them. Honestly, they didn't even they speed past them. They past them. They were they not going to speed. past him, and I swear to God, as soon as they went past him, he turned on his sirens and pulled them over. Uh, Goddamn. God, thank you for your service, white Sentra. Right. We all, we all so salute you. So as soon you. as he pulled them over, I was at 110. <laughs> it's like we all salute you, white Sentra. <laughs> real man of genius. <laughs> you're the real MVP, white Sentra. You're the real MVP. Thank you for taking that ticket. And honestly, Thompson, a white Sentra. honestly, I, I 100% bet, like, if as long as he was going the speed limit, like, that's not a real ticket. Like you can't, you can't give me a ticket for passing you going the speed limit. Go fuck yourself, bro. <laughs> but so yeah, this punk ass cop. Because once he actually did what we thought he was trying to do, he became a punk ass cop immediately. And we were like, we're out. Nothing is serious up ahead. <laughs> like exactly, Yo, there was no emergency. There was no nothing. The world, the road got beautiful again, and it was just one punk ass cop on a power trip. <laughs> but again, let's not forget the brave sacrifice made by the white Sentra. Oh, <laughs> uh, took one for the whole entire highway. Like we should name a section after it. Mister, I just gotta get to the bathroom. 
That would be fucked up if he's this highway those... dedicated to the white Sentra. <laughs> if, the, if the driver of the white Sentra just really needed to go take a shit, and they were like, <laughs> "I can't be behind this cop no more," he was like, <laughs> "He was like, yo, I ate pizza twenty minutes ago. This needs to end." <laughs> I have a built-in excuse. I didn't, I I didn't have any. I didn't have any lactate. <laughs> I, I haven't tried my excuse yet because I haven't been pulled over in a really long time. I got you know, make a sign of the cross or whatever. Oh, shit. But my built-in excuse, my excuse that I'm going to try next time is the reason why I'm going really fast is because I'm low on gas and I want to coast to the next gas station. Oh, I've never tried that. I feel like... So I haven't been pulled over since... Well, but then the question is like, okay, okay I see your gas gauge? Well, my glove compartment is locked, so is the trunk in the back, and I know my rights, so you're going to need a warrant for that. <laughs> okay, sir. Uh, we're just going to give you a Aren't you sharp as a tack? By the way, Jay-Z is back on Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. <coughs> yeah, all of it. All of it, too, even, and including the, Jay- the Jay-Z Linkin Park stuff. Is all what Shantae and I surmise is it's because he's really getting his ass whooped over this NFL thing. Oh, yeah. As far as from a uh, social standpoint. <laughs> yes. Between that 444 and Lemonade, this has not been the best three years for Jay-Z. <laughs> but of course, in that also in that time he was certified a billionaire. So well, that's no, not for his music. I know, but I'm just saying, like it's he certified a billionaire. Like, I think like, like all- yeah, he got certified a billionaire for all the side shit. Like when we say that there's musicians who are billionaires, they're billionaires because back in the day, Nelly started fucking Apple Bottom. And Jay Z started Rock Aware and Ace of Spades and all these alcohols. It's really the alcohols. Yeah, the alcohols and a lot of them like started them and then sold the brands. Mm-hmm. Like Puffy, his to rock is what pushed him to be a billionaire. It wasn't Sean John. It damn sure wasn't Bad Boy because <laughs> Bad Boy was quite honestly the place where everybody other than Biggie's careers. Oh, okay, to look, die. listen to get that uh, with GDAP and tell me that shit doesn't still go. Oh, it, it goes, but name another song by G-Dep, because that nigga turned himself in. <laughs> name another song by Black Rob other than Woe. You know, I was really into <laughs> all of this stuff. Like, I was really trying to think, like, hold up. I can. I, I know really, there's another one. Yeah, I was really in on all of this stuff, but for right now... Peter Hartway was moment, dope. In the moment, I can't name a, uh, a song from another song other than. I remember like really liking Goddamn Get That Money. I remember Nigga, really the only Wild. songs I know from GDAP is Special Delivery because uh, Ghostface Killer spazzes out on it and Get That Money. And then Lil Wayne just redid, uh, redid that uh, song with that beat. Yeah, the Uproar song. With the. Yeah. Get that money, song. which honestly, I, when I realized that that song was supposed to come out in 2014, I was like, This song beat makes a lot more sense in 2014. Well, well that whole that whole um album, that whole album but yeah, is, once you think very, about the fact that it comes out in 2000, that it was supposed to come out in 2014, that was when the, the Harlem Shake and everything was going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was, it was a lot, it would have been, I mean, it was way like everything was just like. Couldn't you have updated this shit? Like, I guess it was already done, so you needed to put it out. But like, Yo, this shit is old now. All yeah, of this, yeah, but is... it's still so fucking good. Yeah, that beat. Oh, I still uproar is amazing, and Mona Lisa. Every time I hear that song, I just Mona Lisa is the best. But it's only the best because of Kendrick Lamar, because he wouldn't have he wouldn't have rapped like that if if Kendrick wasn't on the track. And like Kendrick's verse 
is like the funniest shit ever. Like the <laughs> that fact nigga that, crying on the verse. Yeah, yeah, he starts crying. Like he, like he takes the like the. Have you have you heard the song, Jay? No, I have not. Okay, Mona Lisa so, is a classic. Mona Lisa is basically about like Lil Wayne is talking about set up like, women. Uh, set uh, yeah, set up women. Um, and Kendrick does a verse from the perspective of one of the dudes who got set up. absolutely i will listen to it so yeah it's it's an incredible song i've heard kendrick do some really like legitimately creative shit because there's a there's a whole thing he did as a guest with eminem where uh eminem's like doing this whole thing about like how some woman's trying to do a man and kendrick does this entire verse about how he's terrified of some girl who's just chasing him down at all his concerts and he it's it's really dope like i will say that I just really want to wrap this back around, niggas. Come on. Yeah. Give me other than other than peaches and cream and anything by one twelve. God damn it. Um, I, well, I, I can I I can do peaches. Okay. I mean, I can no, do one. No, anything other than something by one twelve and and maybe the first album from Total. Give me something from Bad I do, Boy. I can do one. I can Give do one album and I can do Total. No, Lil I Kim. said anything other than one twelve because one twelve was the one artist, one group other than Biggie that Puffy cared about for a little while. Little Kim, her t- t- was did, Little like, Kim with Bad Boy or was she with Undies? I thought she was with Bad Boy. No, she was. Uh, she was on. Wasn't wasn't she on? Wait, okay, now that out. now we're questioning everything. But no, no, no. no, seriously, I thought she was with. I thought like, she was with at least. I thought she did at least. I think she did at least two with. Because I thought she dropped two albums with Bad Boy before Biggie died, and then she after Biggie died, she wasn't with him anymore. Is what I thought. I'm about I could to be wiki wrong. the shit out of that because I would never right thought now. she was with uh, Bad Boy. <laughs> it's not a great time to wiki. They're begging for money. Well, not begging, but you know. They are asking for a lot of money, which, by the way, check out our Patreon. Um, <laughs> Patreon.com <laughs> backslash single sign with cast. <laughs> smooth ass. <laughs> like, uh, they are asking for money, which, by the way, if you do have some money to get this Christmas season. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it was released her first album hardcore which has still one of the best album covers ever uh was released on november 12 1996 by undies Recordings. oh there you go okay. big beat records and atlantic records she was never with bad boy so okay, let's try right. again <laughs> but i thought i thought um I thought let's bad try boy again atlantic. bad boy was atlantic though wasn't it but you this know what? Isn't, they would have had bad boy's you know name in there somewhere. diddy I-, I present to you diddy who by the way has had a 20-year career producing hit after hit for himself yeah, yeah. of course the nigga's gonna keep taking the weed for himself okay but you said name somebody you know, other saw, than 112 but yeah, look that's what we I literally saw, are i saw I, I got a suggestion on youtube from an interview from like two years ago of day 26 and i was like nigga who the Ooh. fuck is on day 26 and like and like um and uh, uh, one of the one of the marching bands actually plays uh, a song from Danity Kane. Still, oh, nigga, God. I heard a song from the band a couple weeks ago. <laughs> the band. I use I use I use a clip from the band <clears throat> at the end of every Scarcasm. It's a very small clip, but it's from the that album on every Scarcasm. Man, Man. it's. Ness Babs and Chopper Young City after the band broke up. The band. Chopper. Ta. Yo. He was, he was dope at the time, though. Uh, was Ness he? was dope. Ness was. I, but I remember Ness, thinking. 
Ness never put out an album. Nope. He only worked as a songwriter for Diddy. And it went back to battle rapping, and that didn't work out well. Well, I feel like you can't have... You can't be a rapper and not be able to make an album. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a real key part to Ben. I mean, ultimately, in the day, you're, you're And then there's an Dylan artist. Dillinger. Dylan <coughs> Dillinger. Sorry. Huh. Who every time every time he showed up on that album, it was fire, fire, I tell you. But every time he showed up on that album, it was just like, damn, this group is just garbage, right? <laughs> it was just poorly constructed. But here's the thing: um, Diddy says he's prepared to do it again. No, he's not because he's 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 not broke. But musically, he has nobody left in the coffers. <clears throat> he has nothing left. Yo, what about um, um Machine Gun on. Kelly? Machine Gun uh, Kelly's with Bad Boy? He is. Yeah. He is, he is making... When's the last time he put out an album? Oh, except, for like when he was, except for when he went up against Eminem and got liquidated. 2016, I want to say. Killshot is on my playlist. I still fuck with Killshot. But uh, Diddy is coming out with a new Making the Band next year. Which Machine Gun Kelly is with Bad Boy. He's Bad Boy to Interscope. He released an album in 2017 and in 2019. Didn't well. Then again, I say didn't even know about it. But with Spotify being the way it is, yeah. if you don't listen to a certain they know type of music, they're not going to let you know. Well, I saw the machine, the Hotel Diablo drop because uh, like they they put it, they did like the little like ad for it because I listened to enough hip hop where they'll show me that shit. But I didn't I didn't really listen to it. Um, I don't think I listened to Bloom. I haven't heard anything since like maybe his second studio album. That was like in 2015 was the last time I heard anything. What you calling? Um, Fat Joe just came out with an album Friday, and it's not even listed on the Google Music's uh, recents. It's not even listed at all. The the yeah, the, the, bar, content the kid. The band. No, I'm just saying we're talking about like <laughs> when people come out with stuff and you don't know about. Stop it, trying to like, make Google Music happen. It's not going to happen. The band is Working still me. best known for walking. <laughs> just with you. The band is still best known for walking from Midtown Manhattan to Brooklyn. I just <gasps> let me just figure out how far did they fucking walk because that seems like a long ass walk from Manhattan to Brooklyn for a cheesecake. So. Hold on. Y'all go but ahead like, and talk. I'm going to Google like, Map Bad Boy Studios, the Junior's Cheesecake. But, okay, the, but also, also someone did like a, uh, <laughs> someone did a. Uh, Holy shit. Uh, somebody, map, somebody did a map quest or a Google Maps for the, the, the walk that, um, that Moses and them had to do in the Bible. And it was like, it was, it was like a couple days. In, in real life, if you walked, it was a couple days. Yeah, yeah, that's time. what happened when we um, when we said how far like um, Harriet Tubman. So yo, I uh, she really just ran from uh, Maryland, the tip of Maryland, to fucking Philadelphia. Yo, Manhattan to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I just just put in Manhattan to Brooklyn. So I mean, it might vary, but it's uh nine point one miles. God damn. Two hours and 58 minutes to walk is what Google estimates that. So they probably, it's something around like nine to 10 miles is what Diddy had them walk one fucking way. <laughs> and then they had to walk their asses nine back. miles back wow. with fucking cheesecake. Here we go. From <laughs> cheesecake was warm as fuck. 
Right. <laughs> I would have spit all over that cheesecake. Hey, they won't even say what it's like. Okay, walking. That cheesecake would 100% would have been just 7.1 miles if you take Broadway all the way down from Brooklyn, uh, from Manhattan shit, to Junior's Restaurant and Bakery. Fuck Puffy. I would have rubbed my dick all over that, that cheesecake. Just, <laughs> nigga, just, what the fuck this got to do with beats, nigga? When you going to let us? And he shut down the studio like every two <laughs> yeah, days. All the time. So you know what? Shut down the studio. Like, motherfucker. Uh, puffy. Like, hey, hey, y'all ain't written nothing in a long time. Because you made us down fucking, the fucking studio. Because we just got back from walking to goddamn Brooklyn, Puffy. Like, <laughs> we're tired. Sixteen about writing about walking back from Brooklyn. That nigga shut down the studio because they didn't know the words to "Juicy," and then made them sing it outside. It made them stand <laughs> on outside street, on the street singing "Juicy" on repeat. <laughs> that is for asshole. Man, I forgot about that shit. Yeah, it was all a dream. And then he did Danity Kane, and everybody else got pushed to the side. Yep. And he only kept he only kept Dawn because Dawn was in that short lived project, uh, uh, Dirty Money. Dirty Money, and uh, Dirty Money was dope. Yes, but they only did like one one album, one album. Yeah. and then and, and was the like, only, "I've made my money." And the only exactly. the only hit song was it was because it was hello. A Jay-Z song. Well, actually, no, they had two songs. They had two songs. They had yeah. Diddy they coming home too and was uh, them up and spits them out. Technically, even them, with right? the punk ass locks, who honestly weren't that hot. Well, the locks. Look, look, the locks in themselves weren't hot. When Jada and 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 Styles P got together and did solo tracks, we gonna make it. It's still amazing, and their back and forth is amazing. But on the locks albums, yeah, it's not saying. really she, evident. Chic is the is the problem. Like yeah. I, but, I have but been money, saying, but money, power, respect is on their album, ain't it? Money, power, respect. Yeah, that's the like. one song. Mm-hmm. Name another locks song. Uh, ride or die, chick. Is that them? I need a ride or die, chick. <laughs> is that when they were with Rough Rider. I don't know. I know. I, I think they die, did. Chick. If you think I'm jiggy. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, if right. you really want me and you think I'm jiggy, that w- you know what? Honestly, if I w- if I were um, yeah, ride or die, bitch. Uh, wow. If I was Jada Kiss, that song would be grayed out on Spotify like you wouldn't be. Able I will to say this: ride or die, chick. Uh, if, which I'm gonna call it because I'm uncomfortable calling it ride or die, bitch. But ride or die, chick. Yeah. Uh, really, the driving force for this was fucking Jay Z's beat. Mm-hmm. Cause that shit. I'm not Jay Z. I'm sorry. Timbaland's beat. My bad. Fuck that. Timbaland is. I was telling somebody that uh, P.D. Pablo owes Timbaland a lot of thanks. Oh my god. Because North Carolina does too. That song "Raise Up" is all because of uh, Timbaland's beat. Well, he had a string of hits that were very similar to that. Because the same thing could be said for Bubba Sparks, and because he, he Bubba Sparks. Up. No, Bubba Sparks came out with the greatest album that everyone ever. Deliverance. Yes, it, is it the was amazing. Album. No yeah, I know. Yo, I was me and my me and my wife were getting into this whole back and forth because I was saying Macklemore was a shitty rapper. I like Macklemore. 
I didn't say that that, and she said the same thing. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with liking them. I'm just saying like in the realm of rappers, I'm like, listen, even my top 50 best lyricists, he's not in there. Oh yeah. No, no. Right. And she's like, well, you don't like him. I was like, I didn't say I didn't like him. I just said, I don't respect him as his lyricist. Does Macklemore make my top 100? No, no, not mine. But Macklemore, (laughs) but Macklemore literally makes songs that if it pops up on the radio, you're like, I'm okay with this for right now. Like Macklemore is a palate cleanser of hip-hop literally like you'll go if you hear him in between songs if you hear in between songs you like like if if you go through all your songs on your playlist and he pops up on your spotify radio or on your google play music radio scar you're not gonna skip it if it's something like downtown or thrift shop or something the the only macklemore song i will not skip is is actually downtown i'll skip thrift shop uh and i have it's thrift shop's okay downtown like three or four songs from then i'm just like okay i I like this downtown i only i like just the song downtown i'm not really that into i absolutely don't care about anything macklemore like i I don't even give a shit about downtown. And and it's not again it's not for i get like i have had some hostility towards macklemore in the past (laughs) <laughs> so I mean, I, time you caught him at the swap meet you know what I'm saying <laughs> I get that I've had some hostility towards Macklemore in the past but what I'm saying is like I have listened to uh, like like I've listened to the entire album just to like like alright let's see what this is about I get it I'm, I want to hear what other people are listening to I want to try to understand as well so I've listened to an entire album and I listened to a, a couple of like more than like two like three times and right around the third time I was like yeah I'm not this just isn't cutting it for me like it's just I, I'm not None of this is resonating for me. And it's like, I get what it's catchy, but it's like, none of it's just more, it's just, it's more pop than, than, than hip hop or rap to me, I guess. And I don't know that there's just, there are certain things that draw me into to songs, especially when it comes to rap. And like lyricism is a huge thing to pull me in. Like you just have to be a little bit into it lyrically, just technically sound or, you know, just really clever. Those are things that I, I get into and he just really doesn't have either of those. I yeah. mean, he can flow. That's dope. But like, he's not that. saying, you know what I'm saying? Either you're just like so technically sound like, you know, that's the thing that I guess we all kind of technically hate about what Eminem does right now. But like, he's so technically sound. And he's just doing this nonsensical rap style where it's like, all right, I get it. Like, that's that's impressive. And I, you can overdo it. But, you know, or telling the story to the point where like, it's like, yo, I feel like I'm there. Like, you know, that's that's what we all love about Kendrick. But like he he doesn't have either of those. He's just he's just honestly he's just a, a dude who can flow who makes like really catchy songs. Okay, like Drake so, does that too. So let's see. The last big hit from Bad Boy was Cassie. <laughs> no, Machine Gun Kelly. Oh wait, wait, I wait. would argue. Really? Uh, How the does fuck does, does that Machine Gun Kelly have hit? Janelle, Janelle Monae. Monet. Janelle Monae. Is she Bad Boy? That's they got her on Wicked. Puffy wrote this. They got Janelle Monet down signed in 2007 to Bad Boy Records. Three oh. albums released under Bad Boy. This is some bullshit. Fuck. I want proof. Holy fuck! Word. Her she's albums were done artist. by Bad Boy. You know what's crazy about that? Well, no, she's signed to Atlantic as well as her own imprint, the Wonderland Arts Society. Yeah, exactly. I told you, Bad Boy is on the Atlantic. It's but they can't. That's like that's like me claiming Scarcasm Live because you're on the Dream Team. It was. It's, it's epic now. 
Okay. So yeah, she released her first album through Bad Boy Records. And then Yeah, so at least one. Yeah, the audition, but that was a demo album. Oh no, 2007 no, Metropolis. That was a really good album. Yeah, it's about Arc Android. No, Metropolis oh. Suite won the chase. That was a really good album. I know I know people who care about French Montana. I don't, but I know people who care about I don't know anybody. And he's had, a, he's the, had at least one hit. I feel the same way about French Montana that y'all feel about Macklemore. Yeah, and I feel about oh, no. that way about French Montana, too. I'm I know, I feel that way about... No, I say I know people who care about French Montana. I didn't say I did. And like, honestly, I don't really like Machine Gun Kelly that much. I mean, he's all right. Like, he had one song that I, like, kind of showed some type of vision. That I, I saw him in concert where he was, like, jumping on counters. He He was, like, jumping on the bar and shit like that because he's a real energetic white boy. And then I was like, "That's that's dope. Get the fuck off the stage so Tech Nine well, can come perform." No, nah, he had one song where he did a. Uh, he was like the a radio that a girl had that grew up with, like that she grew up with her radio that she would listen to. And that shit was dope. I thought that was like super dope. It was really cool. It was like catchy. It was kind of poppy, but it was like, all right, this is a lane that you can roll with. It like had some thought behind it, but then like everything else he did after that was just bullshit. Like Wild Bad Boys, I guess, was okay. Bad Boy currently has other than other than Puff himself. I'm sorry, Steve O was the name has, of it. My bad. Has has six acts, three of which have never released an album under Bad Boy. Exactly. And, well, Bad uh, Bow Wow is a management deal only. It's not a Quincy. Yeah. So he signed his own son and ain't even put shit out. Well, you know. Nigga, you He's signed developing your son. An art. He's developing an artist, right? This is how you mm-hmm. teach him how to like never be in music again. Nigga, but then you look <laughs> at all the folks that he had. Let's see. But Fred Quincy, Mac, that's the one that's the one Fred that's Mac I'll be put sure, out son, an right? album. Notorious B.I. Yeah, yeah, that's I'll be sure, son. So he's trying to keep him away from Al. Keep his money away from Al too. <laughs> but Craig Mack put out one album. Uh Mace. Mario Winans put out I Don't Wanna Know and then didn't do nothing else. Uh The Locks, Black Rob. I don't know who ASIM is. I don't know who Megan Nicole is. I don't know who Jordan McCoy is. Carl Thomas had that one album. Oh, I forgot about fucking Carl Thomas. I wish I never met her at all. I know, I know people Jay Z took that. and ran with. Actually, Carl Thomas had two albums that like tracks. It was that one and the one after it was emotional and the one after it. I know people oh, I remember really, emotional. I know people were really really saying on it. That emotion. was a great song. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he had some he had two albums that really tracked and then like not so much after that. Shine who went to jail because of Puff. And honestly, and he, one he song, only had one hit. You know what? I don't I don't even blame I don't think it's Carl to like there was a time when we just stopped fucking with R and B. Like that brand of R and B of like, oh let me sing to you. We stopped fucking with it. I don't know what happened. Yeah. It, it was, was that just point it was hard where it for all everybody. wanted to be hard and it was like fuck R and B, like fuck disco. Like Avanti took a hit. I feel like Jaheem took a hit. I feel like You know who really took a hit? Neo fucking, took a uh, hit. What's that nigga's name? Donald Mario. Jones. <laughs> oh, Donnell Jones. Donnell Jones was the truth, and then it was just like, nah, we don't fuck with that exactly. shit. So, <laughs> you know what? I, 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 <laughs> still niggas. showing up in barbershops like, ooh, say what, say what, say what? No, they um, uh, Southern <laughs> plays that song, and they kill that ski. Um, they kill the fuck out of that part. But um, that's the, I have not. I have never that song was the bad. shit, Jay. Oh, that song was the best. I, oh, he was man. that's what I'm saying. He was the goddamn truth. And then now that I wanna leave. 
Uh, he was the know, fucking truth. Where I want to be. Oh, my, God. My yeah, ex-wife man. loved Save the Last Dance, and you know how many times I've heard that say what to what say what nonsense because of that <laughs> fucking movie. <laughs> I can see her listening or watching uh, that movie about a white woman who can't dance, acting like she can dance with black people. I can see it. No, no shade. No, um, she can't dance. Like, you're, you are 100% correct. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, um... I actually, Shine, t- I actually tried to teach her to dance using that fucking song. <laughs> After Shine was, a, oh, no. was Dream, not to be confused with The Dream, who's a producer, but Dream. Um, that, that, they had that one song, He Loves Me Now, or some shit like that. That's the only Never. thing I know from them. G-Dep, who, yeah. again, got Mur- away with yeah. murder and then turned himself in. God. I, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't. Like, five years later, ten years later, turned himself in for murder. And then, and then, like, became a Muslim and all kinds of shit. After, after he got away with murder, well, like, look, if I, and, and like, and like, before he before he passed, no, no. Like, let's uh, not let's not mock someone for having a conscience. No, like, let's do it because how the fuck did you think it was going to turn out, nigga? You're going to jail again. Like, I am not going to mock someone for wanting to atone for the for wanting to atone for what they did. Like, she, you know what you do? A, you write a letter. You put it in a bottle. You throw the bottle into the ocean. If it makes it back to the cops, it was meant to be. So you're telling it, you're saying okay. that this is this is a person, by the way, who has to like live with the consequences and live with the, the Nigga, actual. He, with he had to live years. the thought. He had to live the right, and you don't know how much that may have toyed with uh, tore him. You don't know how much that may have like really bothered him. You're just telling him to take that shit and shove it all down, which is that not a healthy nigga thing was to sentenced do. Sentenced to 15 years to life. I black, get it. Black but Rob again, walked into a lady's uh, uh, a hotel room and stole her purse. I feel what you're saying, Jay. I'm just saying, like, you can say whatever you want. Ain't no way if I got away with shit. There's an old comic that I used to love where the kid is like, um, did mom tell you what I did today? And the dad's like, no. And he's like, did whatever the sister's name is tell you what I did today? And he was like, no. And the kid was like, so I got away with it? That's my mindset. If I got away with it, I'm not walking into the room like I need a whooping. I get it. I'm just saying, like, I I don't know what his motivation was. It could have just been him for his own peace of mind. He may have just felt like this is what I need to do. That nigga was like uh, Michael, not Michael. He was like uh, Job on fucking Arrested Development. I'm going to escape from prison. Oh, that's you know, so as good horribly. as as good as that was, I don't I don't remember very much from it at all. Really, I remember stuff from it. It depends on how much you watched it. If you only saw it once, you're not going to remember that. I watched it a lot. Yeah, I, I ended up watching it, especially when it was on Netflix. I didn't uh, watch that. I didn't watch the the, the Netflix stuff. I watched the, the, Loon, who was on P Diddy's hits. I need a girl, and I need a girl part two, uh, which was and Mace. What about fucking Mace? Hold Mace on. became a pastor. Hold yes, on. but still, yeah, Mace, Mace became a pastor. Bangers. Um, and uh, Mace what, became what you call it? Became a Muslim. Uh, look, look. Here's what happened to Mace. Craig honestly. Mack joined a joined Mace a cult. Did one himself, album. Um, and then he decided he in 2012 he featured alongside Diddy on an album. And Mace is currently signed to Bad Boy, but he has let to announce whether he's resigned as part of a full joint di- venture deal. Uh, he later announced he got his release from Bad Boy. So he signed to him and just got it released. Yep. Oh, that's dope. But here's the thing. I will never argue that Bad Boy... Like, okay, people's look, careers? 
Yeah, I was gonna say I would never argue like if if I had like a talented son or daughter or even just a talented friend who was like, oh, I'm trying to get my career started, and I was like, a bad boy wants to sign me. I'd be like, does anyone else want to sign you? Does anyone <laughs> like just like I wouldn't like if I had to. Obviously, I don't think any major record label is gonna be great to you. I but if I, I don't I mean, want to Jay Z when he was head over Def Jam. Uh, oh, Joe was, Budden, who obviously doesn't like any fucking body, but he had some really stuff. He had some shit to say about but, but that. But also, that also caused a lot of problems with uh, J and D and Max during that time period. I don't. I wouldn't like like if if Pooh Bear wanted to become an artist and she was actually pretty good at this and wanted to get signed. I'm not letting her sign with anybody where the label head is an artist. Also, all right, sure. Well, good luck. Uh, <laughs> seriously, good luck. But I don't I'm know saying how it is true to it is true to life that when Baby became an artist, everybody else was on drugs with uh, cash money. All of a sudden, would, everybody else dropped to the side except for Wayne, who he considered to be his son. I think I will say this. I think and who uh, kissed in the mouth. I think there's something to be said for going. I kiss my son every time I feel like it. Scar, say something. I'm, I'm literally on the mouth. I don't kiss my daughter in the mouth no more. I kiss my son on the mouth. Okay. I kiss kid awesome. Good night. I kiss him. Good morning. I kiss my son. I kiss Are you going to kiss him in the mouth too. when he's 30? Maybe. Cool. I don't know. He's not 30 yet. Okay, but what if what if he wasn't your son, but he was just someone that you like? Yeah, no, that no, no. <laughs> what if he was just some random dude that nah. you like? But worked but, with, but at the and same hung time, out with what if you adopted him? Because uh, okay, adopted is a little been, bit different from just like. But Little Wayne's been with Baby for so long. I, I get it, but like adopted and been like, yo, my name is yours now. You're part. You are as part much part of my family as anyone else that has been born into it. Like that's one thing, and it's been like, yo, we know each other, know each other for a long time. Come here, Mwah. but like, that's, that's a different. He, he literally <laughs> made a song called "Stunt Like Again, my Daddy. I don't have an issue, by the way, with kissing another man. I'm just saying, no, like, no, I'm saying, like, Little Wayne obviously felt a way about Baby that we can't really know because he made a song called "Stunt Like My Daddy," and it was about fucking, it was about Baby. I know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand that relationship. I guess, like I said, like I've seen, I've had kids who uh-huh. I coached basket, who I coached in basketball, whose dads weren't in their life, mm-hmm. whose moms will literally say that I was the closest thing to a father that they had. Same thing. He's spending all his time with Baby because Baby's the producer of his albums. Baby's the boss of the company he worked for. Little Wayne started working with him what at the age of thirteen. No, I understand how it happens. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm not. Like, it's just not. I'm, it's not my thing. It's not something that. Ha- it's just not my thing. It doesn't happen to me. I'm not into it. That's the best way to put it. I, I guess, like, no. Um, so, um, no buzz no, like, bubble. No, like, okay. Here, here's what I'm saying. Uh, I get the, the having a close relationship. I get. I guess I get that. Uh, I want to ask this question and I might as well ask it like truthfully, there shouldn't be an issue with another man kissing another man, even if they're just both, you know, just two dudes who like each other, like not like, like each other, but just two dudes are like, yo, we're, we're just super tight. Why is it not an expression of like mutual friendship in our society? 
because of niggas like conversations like the one that just happened. Mm. <laughs> I mean, no matter how tame that conversation was, and barbershop, it's much deeper than that. Well, it's one of those things where it shouldn't really matter. And yeah. I mean, Scar was like, he doesn't kiss his daughter. That's what he was saying, was that he doesn't show <laughs> that affection to his daughter at all. Like, I, and I, was I don't kiss her in the mouth. That's what I, I meant. But, but guys I, I would like, just be like, straight up, nah, dude, don't kiss my our, our, our mouth the kisses, mouth is one step away. Well, from I'm saying our mouth kisses reserved. Our mouth kisses reserved from, yeah, no. For either. significant others? Are they? Our mouth kisses? Like, okay, so if you, uh, if your wife saw you kiss another woman on the mouth, or even another man on the mouth, how would she feel about it? Would I she, don't I mean, know, I, honestly, like, but I know I, that I've never done it. I would. I, I know that I wouldn't. I wouldn't want my I wife wouldn't, to see I me wouldn't do cross it. that path. I would right. never walk that way. But I, but with your this, kids, like, what if you were? An, let's okay. So if you're an actor and like you know you have to play a role and you you kiss someone for acting, that's your job. Like, I guess yeah, because there's, yeah, there's actors who are straight up simulating sex with somebody. Oof. <laughs> but I think in that case, like that's that's just just weird and awkward. And I, I guess that's why actors tend to marry other actors because that way you just know that's not like actually happening. You understand how weird that is. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so like a, a kiss on the mouth has some type of connotation to it. And I, I mean, it's it's a level of affection that obviously men aren't comfortable showing one another. But it's clearly a higher level of affection. And the question is, like, I, I don't know I, that level of affection with. Like a, a in Scar's case, it feels uncomfortable with with his daughter. In your case, you're comfortable with your son, but like no, she wanted to stop. That one, that wasn't me. Oh okay. yeah, she asked him. Yeah, consent is very important. If Devin was like, "Dad, don't do that." Like, look, the things that Devin wants consent about isn't about me kissing him. Yeah, it's about me talking about shit that he did on Devin's corner when he was like three and four. Oh, okay, I remember my dad uh, when I was a kid. I'm trying to remember how young. I remember my dad used to kiss me goodnight before I went to bed, and I well, we went home. Uh, and like, I guess I, I might have that might have happened until like I was probably like even as old as like ten or eleven. Yeah, there's so, gonna be a point yeah. in time where the thing that I'm most concerned about is that there's gonna be a point in time where Devin feels pressured to say, I don't want to kiss you anymore. And yeah. that's when I might be like, Well, why not? Like I'm not gonna be hurt about it or anything. <laughs> no, I really just want no, to know no, like no. Is it I, I get of the it. I get it. that you're getting from friends or why not? Like what friends are like, so yo, you still kiss your dad? Like how does no, it come up? I don't know. That's why I would be like, what is the reason for this? Like, it is, is this a conversation where here's how, here's what I would be thinking is that his friends or people at his school would be, no, no, no people I'm, I'm kidding. who go to his school would be talking about what's gay. Like oh, they okay, have that conversation mean. as adolescents at school, like seventh and eighth graders. This is what's gay. This is gay. And then I'd ask, like, why don't you want to? And if he said, well, my friend said it's stuff like this, this, and this are gay, then we'd have to have a talk about what actually do you love? Do you feel like you want to have a relationship with a man because we kiss on the mouth? Like, do you feel like that's the way that you're being pushed to? If not, you're not gay. Like, we need to have that conversation. Yeah. Because kids honestly gear their responses to stuff based more on what their friends say than what their parents say at some point in their life. Okay, so back to to the well, not back, but just just uh, still there, there is niggas. no. So, there's the still would name their group Fuzz Bubble. Sorry, go ahead. No, there's still like a. At least there's still like I think a level of affection 
that and it's not the kiss that's the issue there's a level of affection that just men are uncomfortable showing one another mm-hmm. and i think that some of that uncomfortableness is uh ingrained societally some of it is homophobic and i think some of it is uh almost like a patriarchal supporting fuck i just thing. realized that when Rashani meets me for the first time he's gonna try to kiss me on the lips why would i do that First of all, because, of, because of the look, because of the level of fucking affection you have for me, motherfucker. I'll kiss you on the cheek, but I would ask for consent <laughs> first. Even if, look, <laughs> y'all are talking like y'all are like we're like I'm just running other people like yeah no like I literally in the first part to say yo can I hug you can yo nice to meet you what's like no I probably just yo, shake your hand to, and then pull you into a hug. Great to meet you. So great to meet you on the cheek before male friends. I have. My homeboy Jordan, I kiss him on the cheek. That's my brother. That's my dude. I've kissed him on the cheek. I've kissed a lot of people on the cheek. <laughs> you, you go, I, I was this just joking. Is, this stance feels so defensive, and I don't know why. It's yeah. like, I kiss him on the cheek. I kiss everyone on the cheek. I kiss so many cheeks. These cheeks that got kissed. I kissed them. Hey, I kiss Nisha's cheeks. But, um, <laughs> seriously? But no, I just, like, I, I, I'm, no, I don't. So I will say this. That's. That's not my level of affection and, and expression. And part of that is because of how big I am. Yeah, I'm not reaching your cheeks. <laughs> yeah, that and also like, like there's a lot of like, I got to go down. And like, it's a weird, but like, I it, the hardest thing the for me. out of you. Like, I may not, I won't, I won't kiss folks that I, like my friends, unless, like I said, there's like full consent or something like that. But I'll hug the shit out of you with consent. No, and once I, you kiss, I'm not going to ask, hey, can I kiss you? To a guy, because usually that's like, hey, the fuck is wrong with you? Hey, dog. Uh, was last time you put on chapstick? Uh, no. Um. <laughs> hey, man, your shit look ashy, bro. I can understand that more, and I can yeah. understand folks being like, uh, but nah. No, but uh, what I was gonna say is, uh, like, so when I was when I was dating, one of the hardest things was like like trying to get the first kiss down, mm-hmm. uh, because again, I'm very tall, uh, and many of the women I dated were not. And there's a very, there's a wide divide. There's a huge gap between like my face and the other person's face. And in that time period of moving in, there's just so much time for like people to be like, no, ah, it's so awkward. It's very weird. You know, what's awkward to me wasn't meeting you. It was meeting Affy. Why was that awkward? Because I didn't really know how to go about it because it was literally my first time meeting her. And so I was hugging you, and then I was like, hey, nice to meet you. And I was shaking her hand because I didn't really know how to go yeah. about it. Like, it was the first, first time. She does like, that a lot, actually. <laughs> that, time. that happens to her quite a bit. Like, no, like, it, so she she frequently, uh, like, every time, and it's, it's actually even with the people who know both of us. So, like, I think it's people around me a lot. And then, you know, they see me, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they see her, and she's like, they're like, oh, Oh, um, hi, Jay's wife. And it's well, yeah, I'm not gonna discount her to say just hi, Jay's wife. I just it was like, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm happy awkward, to meet yeah. you as well, and it's wonderful to meet you. And Jay said so much about you, but I didn't know if it was a hug, like, I didn't know how to go about that, and mm. so that was awkward to me. It would probably be the same way when I meet Amanda, it's just gonna be like awkward because I don't know how to show, like, I have this genuine affection for them because. I know them through y'all, but I don't know them, know them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you're, it's like, it's like, it's like how Scar will be when he meets Nisha. 
I I never want to feel like I'm forcing. No, I mean, what Nisha? That's that's kinship. That's. Well, but if, how I, would you greet her that first? Well, we need you to that's, that's, hug because that's it's been a hug. years. That's hug. That's, it's been that's years. Hug. But, but I'm saying, like, it's one of those things where, like, I just never want to feel like I'm forcing a hug on someone, and I'm aware exactly. of the fact that I'm aware of the fact that as a man, uh, it's it's acceptable for me to just go touchy, and you just kind of have to take it. And societally, you just take it, and I don't want to perpetuate that. Like, it's not something. It's and and I get the like ask and just be like hey so is this a hug situation or like like how are you feeling about hugging like is this a thing you're going to be into like i i get that and it's awkward but like i i just don't want to be like someone uh and i i get it to an extent it's, it's i guess it's like almost like kick gloves where it's just, i just don't want to force something or make someone feel uncomfortable in a genuine act of affection because that's not my intent my intent is for you to feel you know, uh, respected, loved, and I don't want you to feel instead like disrespected and hurt. And it's, I just, I would prefer to just be like, you know, like to your point, uh, Rashani, like, oh, shake your hand. Like, I'm so happy to meet you and get to know you and, and know that like, you know, we're at a place where like, all right, I know that a hug's not going to bother. Or, like when I'm leaving, then, you know, here comes a hug. Though a lot of times when I leave, uh, I get hugged. So that's, you know, that happens. So I think that's, that's, I, I would prefer that you, like, you hug me as opposed to me being like, okay, I'm going to hug you. Exactly. So like, and I get it. Like maybe it's when you first meet me handshake. And then after I'm leaving, after you know me, we've been sitting around, you know, chatting it up a little bit. And I assume like, I'm very, that, you know, that, that you're like, Oh, I like this person now. All right. Now they hug. Cool. And they pull me in and, I, and I, they hug me. I'm down for that. 